0: Hey everybody. This is Jeremy. You're about to hear part two of our uh, kind of like podcast crossover with I Learned Nothing, a philosophy podcast for Dullards. In this one, we're going to Garrett, myself and other two hosts, Pat and Ben are going to uh, we actually do talk about Nietzsche as and a thousand other things along the way. It's not quite as sparse weird random off topic as the last time but we do get there so hopefully you will enjoy this bit of um, podcast idiocy once again um if you are enjoying what you're hearing and want to help us do it feel free to contribute to our patreon at patreon.com slash giving the mic questions comments and suggestions for good korean places in portland can go to giving at gmail.com also support your local bail fund support your local mutual aid fund support your local tenants unions because the wave of evictions is coming and a lot of people are going to need a lot of help from you too um all right and with that on with the show
1: will be part of a long-going podcast the whole length of the podcast we will just have these Nietzsche episodes that we never really never really get into (laughs) maybe because we're actually maybe because we're actually sort of moral cowards and we we're not willing to go there you know really like there's a there's a uh, psychological reason for it
2: well i i don't know if i'm a moral coward as much as i am just apathetic about 99 percent of Mm. life yeah, so it's I, like, don't,
3: so, I don't think that's the case. And I, I'm not too afraid to get into Nietzsche's shit. It's just it's 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 weird to figure out the right angle to go into it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm ready. Yeah. 90 well, degrees. Sure. The 90,
2: degree, 90, oh, 90 degrees. It's 90 degrees. You might call that the right angle, Pat. <laughs> yeah, that was the jo- that was the joke. <laughs> You just explained my joke to me. I'm not even mad. That's actually kind of that's such a funny thing to do. That is so fucking funny. I'm so mad right now, but I can't be mad at the same time.
0: Okay, <laughs> just, you know, stop being Honestly, so I like, think, oh, I think
2: What more people bit.
3: get my my angle than yours? Get I it? No, my yeah. angle. Get it? Because it's my it's my
2: angle, Pat. Yeah, Pat, you get it. I knew a kid named Adam Angle. Because uh, my
1: ang- a liar the notorious
0: liar. My angle sounds like a weird, like Web two subscription subscription service or something. Maybe it's like a or like sort of
1: aggregator or boutique. Like yeah, they
0: try to do it for you. Either that or like or a, bespoke, 20 or a 23 or a twenty three knockoff. Yeah, but yeah, um. Nicole? Anyway, we're, uh, on this one, Garrett, I'm going to let you drive and, uh, we'll start things by saying, hello everyone. Welcome once again to giving, giving the mic to the wrong person. I okay. am your host, Jeremy, uh, back once again with, uh, uh <laughs> for a second attempt at trying to discuss a particular philosopher. We'll see if we'll this try one. Try it
1: again, folks.
0: If this one is more or we'll less see. successful. Uh, going around the room, uh, folks, can you introduce yourselves to the viewing
1: audience?
2: Hold, All three of us spoke at exactly the same time.
1: <laughs> Say your first and last name on three. One, two, three. Garrett Patrick Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I think that staggered well enough. Yes. I'm Garrett. I'm often on the show, uh, and I'm going to be uh, kind of running the show this time, according to Jeremy. Moving nice. on. My name is Patrick John Dean, uh,
2: respected uh, uh, Booker uh, in Austin, Texas. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a booker. It's what I do, and it's what I care about. So far, having some trouble.
3: <laughs> yeah, good. My name is Benjamin Cholok. I am nobody who knows a lot about Friedrich Nietzsche.
4: <laughs> oh, so God. I'm,
3: so I'm tagging along to, uh, to explain the philosophy of Friedrich Nietzsche, I guess. Let,
2: let me yeah. ask you this, Ben. So <laughs> what, when they Because say, Nietzsche says, uh, like he has that famous saying where he says, sometimes when, when you look into the abyss, the abyss sometimes stares back into you yeah yeah what are your thoughts on that i think it's a
3: horrifically profound statement interesting i think it could mean a number of things and i think it means whatever you want it to mean at whatever point in time that you're really thinking about it and but the time that you're thinking about it is usually a pretty intense time in your life yeah I oh, was just kinda <laughs>
2: curious. Well, Ben solved the puzzle that is uh, Nietzsche. I guess we can talk about anything we want now.
0: All right. Yeah, down. let's go let's go. Anything done and done. D- done and dusted. You
2: know, you know what I actually did yesterday was I watched uh I watched The Phantom Menace for the first time in many, many years. And it's uh it's pretty goofy. It but it is pretty bad, but it's not as bad as I feel like it was made out to be. Except when I think about it critically and then I'm like, Oh right, it's terrible. It's just fun, but it's fun. But it's you like can... if you think critically and so as I'm watching it, I'm like, why did how come no one liked this? Why did I not like it? And then because it sucked. Yeah, then I'm like, all right, this fucking sucks. Like like it's weird. <laughs> Filmmaking is strange. You're because... saying
1: you're saying that it's possible to enjoy that film passively Uh, But once any activity starts happening mentally, yeah, yeah, you're just...
3: When there's the hint of dialogue,
2: then it starts to
1: suck
3: hard.
2: Yeah, Yeah, like, why is Padme clearly in love with this, like, seven-year-old boy? Like, that's fucking weird. And we
1: are are definitely going to circle back around to this, but I want to talk about Nietzsche for a moment.
2: Oh, right. Let's do it. Patrick,
1: right I lo- I love your enthusiasm. And yeah, I want to talk but, but about But shut episodes. the fuck up for a second. <laughs>
3: <That's>, well, <laughs> those
1: are Ben's words. Yeah, Ben. Those are Ben's words. Ben, now you're, in, you're in the same city me. and you can resolve this through violence like you're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's
2: cool about living in the same city as Ben. You <laughs> can physically fight each other whenever. <laughs> just not That's during what qu- I would
0: guess. Just not during quarantine. Yeah.
2: I'm no, just gonna sure. do, I'm just gonna do an awesome like backflip
3: uh, move like right yeah. up to you and then just spit in your face and then just backflip back
2: away into my car and drive away. Ben is like weirdly <laughs> be agile. <laughs> yeah. Ben can like uh, balance on one finger. It's it's a really strange like so basically his skill is speed and I'm just I can I'm just raw strength baby. <laughs> yeah, you're raw no strength. Yeah, you're no skill. You're like
1: juggernaut.
2: Yeah, I'm like the juggernaut where I'm 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 I'm, I'm inhumanly strong yet I have no. Uh, uh you know, a finesse to it. Whereas Ben is all finesse, no strength.
1: Yes. Yes. That's and there's,
2: and there's true. room
1: yeah. under God's son for both. I'm just so strong. Uh oh. so I wanted to talk about Nietzsche and I have wanted to talk about Nietzsche on this ding dang podcast for quite a while. Because
3: y- yeah just ignore him. Just, ignore uh, it. just, ignore it. just keep, going. keep going. Just keep I going I wanted to <laughs> talk
1: about Nietzsche for quite a while because I like find myself like ever since I I first sort of got into Nietzsche, I was probably in my early twenties, um, you know, encountering him like like a lot of people do, sort of like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? You know what I mean? And then yeah, yeah. and then and then being like, well, actually, there's something pretty interesting here. And then as time goes on, like, let's say me and Nietzsche have a relationship, uh, and I find I find that like I'm in two modes. I'm in mm-hmm. like a I'm in like a Marx mode where I'm like, let's look at what the world's doing. Let's Let's fucking figure out the dynamics of it. Let's get out there and 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 uh, spill blood if we have to, and then yeah. change it. And then I get so dispirited by that process that I'm like, time to go into Nietzsche now. Uh, like, like yeah, because almost for
3: the two scopes. There's two. They're two completely different scopes. They're two of my main guys. I have to say that Nietzsche and Marx are my main guys for sure. Yeah, I, I, and this is very.
1: Serious. They're
3: almost mutually exclusive scopes.
1: I think right. And then I think that's what I wanted to try to talk about a little bit because, like, I you know, as stereotypical as it might sound, like, I like Nietzsche, I like Freud, and I like Marx. Like, I'm, I'm one of those people that has found all of those people, like, inspirational and, and yeah. like, people I always go back to and think about, well, what would they think about X, Y, or Z? Yeah, two, two uh, Jews and a boy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's, it's Marx,
3: Freud,
0: and Nietzsche. Two Jews and a boy. <laughs> my, the the, Our the uh, guy. I actually yeah. had my um, my follow up my the follow my follow up class after I took. Um, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was uh, Philosophy 373 really was Hegel, Marx, Nietzsche, and Freud, which was the one that was offered directly after um, the like the existentialism <laughs> class.
1: Whoa. <laughs>
0: and this was taught by the guy who learned from all this stuff from
1: uh, Walter Kaufman. Uh-huh. Uh, right. Nice. And you're going to get some Emmanuel uh, Kant in that class. You just know it, so you just got every fucking... Yeah, you, know, you, know, you got a lot re-
3: of German German shit crammed into you. Yeah. yeah,
2: well, you know, as as we said in our podcast, we're on the 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 hunt for some Kant. It's sort of a
4: <laughs>
2: an interesting uh thing. But you know, the thing about <laughs> philosophy, Ben, and and everyone, Jeremy, Winston. I know it's not really your name, but do you think there will ever be a philosopher who will solve it all? And if so,
1: who are they and why? No. 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 Uh, there's a prophecy that tells. of... No, I don't. I don't have <laughs> oh, yeah. if
2: there was a philo- I would be so into this bullshit. If a it was, philopathy? if there was prophecies, how come there's no prophecies in philosophy? A philosophy? Man, man, I should be a rapper. No, you, no, that's prophecies, the, 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 philosophies. That grab these nuts. <laughs> Fucking slow it on. Yeah. Nailed it.
3: Yeah, I would be disappointed if there was because philosophy is definitely not supposed to be a tradition that has prophecies. Philosophy right. is. Ph- philosophy is. I hate. What I hate thing this, to say. I hate that this all rhymes. Fine. You can't spit, bro. Right. You
2: can't spit. Yeah, come on, man. Hey, talk about, you. you hey, got, man. Put your wrapping t- boot. Talk, pro- pro- talk, uh, prophe- talk about prophecies. Talk about either
0: Talk about prophecies and the phantom menace. But um, bring <laughs> yes, bring yeah, bring so, bal- bring balance to the dialectic. How about so that?
3: Dialectic. <laughs> try to wreck this shit. <laughs> you can't get this shit because it's Whoa. dialectic, bitch.
2: Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Kind well, of, see, like, you know, your problem with part freestyle part rapping, time, Ben, because we do do this, we, we fun, attempt to do this often, Is style your rapping. problem with freestyle rapping is that you, you start laughing, like, immediately. So we're just when I'm like, oh, right, Ben's about to destroy it's this beat. Laughing.
3: That's why I can't stop rapping, so I keep on rapping while I keep on laughing, bitch.
2: <laughs> Those are just the same words. He's getting better every time, though. I don't know if he is. I think Ben's uh, freestyle rapping. A straight, is if it's, yeah. if it's yep. about
1: keeping a straight face, he's doing
2: it. Hey, do you know who the real menace is in that movie? Uh, the script. <laughs> what do you guys think of that?
1: That was pretty good.
2: Yeah. All
1: right. All right. So sorry. So yeah. all right. So let's start. Let's start here. <laughs> hell yeah. you are it's the 1800s and something really exciting happens someone oh. comes along i don't know what year 1830s i think somewhere someone comes along and says hey we're we're a species, and there's all these other species, and uh, and uh, this is actually how like biological uh, uh, development over time works. You know, we have this theory of evolution now. That's Charles Darwin, everyone. This, I was gonna say, is this guy named Chuck by any chance? Chucky, <laughs> Chuck Darwin. Chuck Ch- Darwin. Chaz. Uh, Chaz. <laughs> Chaz Dars uh, comes out with this revolutionary theory, truly revolutionary, about the yeah. way we think, and two other dudes, one named Karl Marx and one named Friedrich Nietzsche, um, look at what 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 um, Darwin has to say and says, huh, well this shows me something about the world and I can now put the world into a context in which it had not been put before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe that's a little more true for Marx than it is for Nietzsche because uh, there's a there's a degree to which Nietzsche's relying on a, I think a, an older tradition of thought about you know sort of um, you know better and less good humans so to speak uh but well that, let's yeah. go back so i like, to have to make comments on this so go i was it.
3: gonna say i was gonna say it's funny that you say that thing about about nietzsche talking about like less good humans or like you know better or worse humans here's the thing that people really need to understand about nietzsche's philosophy is what is it ben he uh, shut the fuck up dude <laughs> <laughs> is you need to understand that Nietzsche, Nietzsche's take on morality is is very much way more abstract than I would say even Darwin's or Marx's take on morality is. It's so abstract that it's basically he does not really believe that there's any like fundamental substance to the idea of there being good or evil. Right. There's there's no such thing as good or evil and he's not saying that there's no such thing as like bad people or bad things or whatever but he's saying that the that the way we conceive of our morality up until that point was very much confabulated and contrived to a sense where we attribute evil things to evil people and good things to good people based off of our prejudices our historical uh... you know moral archaeology uh... this is where he develops this idea of something called the genealogy of morals Mm -hmm. right where he goes back and he says well people have thought that this that x is good and y is bad for the longest time based on just what he contends are uh like cultural prejudices
1: cultural biases okay um and i to substantially agree with what nietzsche says that's part of what i find attractive about what he's saying because it 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 does seem me that like you know something about the world once you internalize that argument that you didn't know before
3: exactly and that's not to say and so and here's the problem it, i think a lot of people take that and run with it in the wrong direction where they go uh oh he must mean that you know it's a free-for-all now and we can do literally whatever we want there's no such thing as morals there's no such thing as like you know values we can literally do whatever we want because there are no values anymore I want to emphasize at this point, he is not saying that at all. I don't he, know. It sounds like he is. Shut sounds up! Sounds like Pat. he is to me, Ben. Shut up, Pat. <laughs> ignore, ignore, Pat.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's saying, he's saying <laughs> that, that the justification person on the street, you know, sort of perspective, though. So, yeah, Pat, you
2: know, it,
3: I'm a class guy. guy. Talk about the last man, <laughs> Garrett. This is the the opinion of the last man.
1: Oh, the okay. last.
2: Man <laughs> being
3: Shots fired right now
1: it's basically oh, no. like,
3: i don't know what i've been told was that this is right and this is wrong and this sounds pretty crazy to me that's the last man talking
2: i was say, ben the can last you man sounds like he kind of
3: has a good head on his shoulders <laughs> that's what the last man would say yeah wouldn't it ben Isn't ben it?
0: can you ben can you kind of can you give a cur- uh a uh cursory explanation of cursory terse i don't know one of, the two, one of those two words uh, no, a quick just... little but, ex- yeah. explanation of but, what, what the a... what the concept
3: of the last man so yeah so here's the, where the last man comes from. This is also where the Ubermensch comes from. This is this comes from Nietzsche's text, which is a very very difficult text. I have to, it's one that I admit is not a very like easy one to read.
2: Uh, Was well, in it, German for the first. It,
3: it, Thing. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, yeah, that's the hardest thing about it is that you have to learn German. That's it's a, a big,
2: translation. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's a difficult language.
1: No, never, uh, tr- never translate this into another language. This will always be only in German. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and then Allah is like, wait a minute. I thought my I thought my book was, <laughs> um, uh, man, that would be a really cool like like Mecca battle to watch the Uberman versus
2: God. <laughs> the Uberman. The Ubermensch versus Muhammad. Oh. <laughs> like these Gundams just squaring off. I kind of um, thought you thought it, it was him versus literally God. And I was like, well, he'd probably lose. He'd yeah. probably lose. Yeah, he'd
1: probably lose. Yeah. His arms unless, are too unless short. Unless our understanding of God is insufficient. Yeah, his arms are too short. Maybe is. I'm, I'm going I just, to admit that. <laughs> right on.
3: Okay. No, so, so with Nietzsche... Okay, so in, in Thus Spoke Zarathustra, that's the, the, this book that he, he tried to write it sort of to make it sound kind of like the Bible, and he kind of did a great job insofar as he made it unreadable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, score one. Like, Wasn't that, was it, I never read The Antichrist, but isn't that like a little bit worse than Zar- Zarathustra, or is it a little bit better?
3: No, I don't. I wouldn't say that because the the Antichrist maybe, maybe it's a little more insufferable sounding, but it's at mm-hmm. least not it's at least not in a in a style that's supposed to mimic like you know ancient scripture like scripture. Sure, right? Okay. Fair point. Go ahead. You know what I mean. The most spiritual men, as the strongest, find their happiness where others would find their destruction in the labyrinth, in hardness against themselves and others in experiments. Their joy is self-conquest. Asceticism becomes in them nature, need, and instinct. Difficult tasks are a privilege to them. To play with burdens that crush others, a recreation. Knowledge a form of asceticism. They are the most venerable kind of man. That does not preclude their being the most cheerful and the kindliest like he was that's what he was trying to like mimic that style with the Spoke that is which is why, in my opinion, it's one of the most difficult books to read, because it's just kind of it's just like I don't want to Like, if, if I wanted to read the Bible written by Nietzsche. Like, why would you want to read
1: the Bible? Right. And, I, and unfortunately, I, no? <laughs> I bet that like there's th- probably three books that people pick up by Nietzsche first. And one of them is the book Thar- Zaratustra.
3: Yeah, and it makes you sound. I mean, if you if you say that you read that book, then you sound real smart. Good for you. But like, <laughs> you didn't. I bet you did not. Yes, I did. <laughs> I, I bet read you didn't. No, because I didn't. I did. I memorized I, I,
2: all of it too. It's, it's un. It's
3: unreadable. Okay, Most so it's, it's,
2: uh, ask me. Give me a chapter, and I will tell you the first sentence of all. That. I have them all memorized. Not going to do that.
3: <laughs> first of all, because there is no like book and verse of. Zarathustra. It's just, he's got a lot of like, he's got these like chapters just called Lion and the Dragon and like, yeah, dude. <laughs> which sounds tight and then you start reading them and you're like, ugh, okay.
2: Um, but here's. This isn't about a lion or a dragon, is it? Yeah. It sounds great until you engage in it. Then yes. you're like, oh shit.
3: Exactly. Yeah. It's not about a lion or right.
2: about a
1: dragon. <laughs> so, Last Man. Let's hear it.
2: Yeah.
3: So, Last Man. So he tries to... So Zarathustra comes down from the mountains and he tries to, uh, you know, uh, educate the townsfolk and tell them about yeah. the Ubermensch. says, like, oh, this is the Ubermensch. The Ubermensch is the person who reinvents their own values and who recognizes that there is no such, uh, you know, ultimate arbiter or authority for your values. So you can just do... You can not do what you want, but you can decide on the values that you want that mean the most to you, right? And then everyone... Uh, you know, the, the the common populace that he's talking to, they all go, huh? I'm like, what? That sounds fucking gay or whatever. Right. And so they're like, we want something easier. So he goes, all right. And so he does this sort of thing where he sort of, sort of tries to trick them by telling them, all right, well, you can follow the way of the last man. And he kind of tells them that it's ultimately the opposite. And he's sort of trying to trick them into saying that this is going to be so horrible. Right. That there's no way you're going to follow it. But he tells him the last man is the person who believes in full egalitarianism and that we're all the same and that we all deserve the same things. And we all deserve an easy life. And we all deserve just like the absolute, like bare minimum of work to get like, you know, a a modicum of, you know, mediocre pleasure and like an absence of pain and, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, doesn't that sound tight? Sort of being as a trick to be like, doesn't that sound actually awful? Like, doesn't that sound kind of awful? And everyone goes, oh, wait, that's actually tight. We would love to do that. And Nietzsche basically says that, like, those people who subscribe to that and this this legend that he sort of describes to them, that that's the last man. And that's actually the opposite of the ubermensch but it's the thing that most people will just kind of via the path of least resistance gravitate towards right kind of right. a thing of
0: like no, a, duh. A, de- a degraded a degraded form of humanity who who can't like strongly uh, strongly believe anything or cannot experience or cannot strongly experience pleasure or pain or really just kind of um, yeah. sort
3: of yeah I, I, sort I of, think you say strongly experience pleasure or pain yes exactly that. Because it's not, it's, it's, it's supposed to avoid any of those extremes. It's supposed to be just the easiest and the least, like the most digestible form of life, right? That doesn't bother anybody, that doesn't like, you know, cause you any pain, doesn't make anything difficult. That's the last man. Mm. The last man is the person who takes the absolute least resistant path in
1: life. Right. And it's sort of a shot across the bow against utilitarianism a bit, because he really hated it so much.
3: Yeah, so it's a, it's a shot across the bow of a lot of things, and a lot of Marxists take this take this as a as kind of a um, you know a shot against them. And I can see I can see that for sure. But what I'm what I'm hoping to argue for in the in the biggest sense of the term is that it's not necessarily meant towards Marxism as a whole or egalitarianism even. It it's it's going after a personal subjective mentality more than right more than a more than a political ideology
1: right and and then uh, because I mean do we know how aware each of those writers was of the other one I mean Nietzsche would have been probably not on Marxist radar at all I don't, I don't think, think
3: so I, yeah no so so Nietzsche would not have been on Marx's radar at all and I'm not totally sure whether. Marx was on Nietzsche's radar, which is what makes this so interesting, which, which is, to me, in my opinion, what what makes this kind of like fake... I don't want to say fake entirely, but like faux rivalry, almost non-existent. These guys weren't at all like targeting each other, ever, right? yeah. in their writings. Two I don't think sand. they were going after each Two other. Two
2: different spheres. Can, Two- you, uh, can you imagine if Marx and Nietzsche met? I think it'd sound a little something... <laughs> No. <laughs> what
1: if I just no, it launched be, it, would, it, would, it would be. It would, it would be like this. So Nietzsche is was. walking into a restaurant. <laughs> Marx opens the door for him. Yeah. And Nietzsche goes, "Oh, thank you very much." And then that 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 was the that's what happened.
2: I yeah. don't think I don't think German people thank each other. I think that's the, that, the, they the they one not? thing you okay. got wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's shit, it's more shit. A... I look there's like an no... asshole. Can we, yeah, well, can we do right. this episode over again? We'll definitely edit that part out, but oh, one, one thing is, uh, there's no word in the German language for thank you. It's, it's a very interesting cultural That's thing. not true. I know that's I know that's not true. What? Most people know that's not true. Well, okay, I mean, I was lying there, but uh, in all honesty, <laughs> lying. That was a lie. because I know you know that,
3: too. I know you know that I know that you know what the word for thank you is in German.
4: Shame, darling, thank you for all the joy and pain.
2: There is and this is honestly I know I was just a caught in a lie. Uh but uh, there was a. Uh, there's no word in the Irish language for no. Isn't that fucking weird? They, they they say no in a very bizarre. I'm not even kidding. There's you no. Like if you
3: insist,
4: there's nothing. Uh, like, I'll take me, that. Shot I, if I, you uh, insist, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, I have to, I have to yeah, go yeah, let what the what cat out. I'll, I'll be right, right
2: the
1: back. Know, like the country You're historically a has a cat, cat problem. Yeah. Is, is is what I'd imagine. What um, <sighs> you guys have driven Jeremy away? Did, Jeremy Did we left? do that? Sorry, they I don't know if we're taking a break or not because I couldn't hear him when he broke in, but. Oh. I just dropped a bunch of cough drops on the floor, so maybe we should take a little break. Oh, we'll go, a...
2: go grab your cough drops. Don't yeah, leave don't them on want... the floor. That's what where dirt pull... is. Or And my feet are there. Gross. Don't get Very your feet upset. in your cough. You, do your feet have a, a, a coughing problem? Otherwise, there's no reason to... Uh... <laughs> you know, oh, that's excellent oh, there <laughs> I thought you left for a second. I was like, they're both gone. <laughs> just me and Ben? <laughs> that would yeah, be that's... the greatest prank <laughs> ever. You guys started recording and then just both left it's just me and
3: ben are dumb thoughts well hold i'm gonna go i'm gonna find
1: my my weed pen give me give me one second i'm gonna All go right, take I a guess, shot i guess it's break time let's take let's take a shot a piss a weed pen and then come back God, to he's it. gonna come back and
2: we're gonna be gone and he's gonna be freaked this fucking rules re- oh
1: shit maybe i should stick around
2: uh, yeah I'll, I'll be back in like two seconds oh,
1: yeah, No, yeah no hurry I'm uh doing the show by myself right now. This is Garrett. Garrett in the morning we're right. playing through some classic hits of yesterday and today. Sorry. Okay, so you've got your weed pen. Okay, I, about so weed pen. I I'm tagging oh, I, you I'm tagging you in for messenger because i 'cause I'm gonna go to the bathroom and then when Jeremy gets back he won't think that we've all just
3: Oh oh sure,
1: okay. Like I'll tell gone, I'll tell Jeremy
3: that I'll tell Jeremy that we've yeah. Okay.
1: Yes. All right, be back in a minute.
3: That sounds good. How's the weather down there? It's uh it's very very hot. So it's uh in the upper 90s, low 100s. <laughs>
0: yeah. The shitty yeah. thing is that it's <laughs> it's the same in Portland and the, the problem is that Portland is not an air conditioned city. So, oh my god, is it is it also like ni- in the 90s? Yeah, it got up to uh see so it it's currently okay, yep, current uh Portland unhealthy air quality for sensitive groups, 91 degrees. It got up sensitive to like groups. Yeah, it you got hear up that, <laughs> liberals. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, I was about to say it sounds like they're calling it social justice warriors.
0: Or yeah, something. it got up to like ninety eight degrees yesterday. It's it was in like the mid nineties today, and which is um, it's one of those things where yeah, it doesn't come down to like below eighty until I don't know like after sunfall. So it's like downtown, which is a big heat island, and doesn't it has some trees, but not as much. But you have we have like all the troops and and the, uh, the feds in like you know like. Lugging around like fifty pounds of heavy armor, you know, having to chase after just you know local Antifa kids has been, uh, yeah. been quite something. Oh,
2: good. good. And again, again, this, <laughs> this 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 is a Blue Lives Matter podcast, so I I, I see what you're saying, and I appreciate it. I, I don't you know, as a cop myself, I will say that <laughs> that is the worst part about being a cop is that you, you how you wear hot so much- it gets when you're chasing children. <laughs> i'll be honest man there were these these cops who would come into the tavern when i worked there for lunch uh and they were i don't know they're always nice to me but i was like i bet these guys i always in my head, back of my head was like i bet these guys are pricks in real life but i remember like seeing them and like they wore so much stuff they honestly did and like big old belts and a bunch of shit on them and it's like man i'd be in a bad mood too if that was that hot you know <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying. What if that's all it was? If we just, <laughs> we just made them carry, uh, carry around a little less shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, we, let's we get should give them some nice breathable outfits, <laughs> or at the very least, one of those small, like, electric fans that, that they can put to their head. I'm yeah, not the, saying the, that it, uh, you know, excuses all the, all the evil they've done, but I gotta say, it comes
1: close. Well, if you can mitigate it for the moment, you know what I mean, And then that gives yeah. us a little breathing space to sort of deal with it in the long term. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of cops
2: listen to this show, and I'm telling them that Ben is with you.
1: Well, it's an internationalist uh, Blue Lives Matter podcast, so Good. they should listen, and we Good. hope that they'll tell their friends. Um, so where did we leave off? Last Man? Last Man.
0: We're, we're, talking, about last man. Why, we're talking about
2: why the last man. No, we did so that joke. We, la- we
0: did that joke last time.
2: Are we in the, <laughs> man, we in the world tough. of the last man? Um, I
3: would say definitely. I would say definitely. And here's here's what I would say too. What? Um, I think, man, it's it's weird. I would, uh, I understand that the partnership between Marx and Engels. I think that maybe if if there had been a partnership between Marx and Nietzsche, uh, which I don't think that there could have been because I think I think first of all, just just to get off that this off the, the, this you know off my chest or whatever, personality-wise, they would be. Like they would be at each other's throats. Yeah. Just, just personality-wise. I mean, I don't mean, I don't mean philosophically. I don't mean ideologically. I think personally, they would hate, they would hate each other.
2: Dude, Karl Marx would call him a virgin so many times. <laughs> right. Shut exactly. up, virgin. Dude.
3: So yeah. So yeah. Like like Marx. Like Marx fucked. Like Marx liked to fuck. Sure. The fucking mm-hmm. Nietzsche was a very very inadequate like lover. No. There's no way barely, he was a good barely. Lover. Barely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, like, I bet that Marx, Marx talked like a god goddamn.
3: Marx, beast. Marx was a fucking hound, just all day. Marx was a fucking hound dog, yeah. And she w- is like was af- was afraid to look at a woman. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, <laughs> I, swear, <laughs> I swear,
1: I swear. Well, uh, he was, Mark, he was sort Marx sort of terrorized drink. by his by his mother and uh,
3: uh, by his mother and his uh, and his grandmother and his sister. The only time, allegedly, the only time he ever ever had like intercourse was at a brothel uh when he was uh a college student it's 59 in like yeah in like 1850 yeah probably Mm -hmm. like uh it's allegedly where he like you know this isn't this isn't proven but it's like one of the stories out there it may or may not be where he contracted syphilis that later led to his death uh meanwhile Marx, Marx, like i think cheated on his wife a bunch uh but also like like (laughs) loved his wife and (laughs) banged her a lot nice dude (laughs) like Marx loved sex and had no problem having sex. Nietzsche definitely was like it was he was more hung up about See,
1: it. See, it seems like Marx is doing more the Nietzsche thing than Nietzsche was, you know what I mean? Like isn't that interesting? Exactly. Think about it, won't well, you audience? Yeah,
3: I would argue too that Nietzsche was doing more of Marx's huh. thing than Marx was doing. Like okay, Nietzsche Okay, why was, is
1: that? That's interesting.
3: Was a, he was a completely self-made person. He sees the means of his own production where wherein when people wouldn't publish his works. He would figure out a way to publish his own works by right. himself. Right. Blogger. Blog, blogger, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: Proto blogger.
3: Proto uh, blogger. He, you know, he, he, whenever he, he didn't have the means to do the thing that he wanted, he figured something out where he would, it would rely only on himself. He would, he would be the one guy to really like pull himself up from his bootstraps. If that was like a real thing, you know? Mm-hmm. He would publish his own works. Look like meanwhile meanwhile, Marx, you know, all of his shit was published by Engels' family, who was wealthy, right? So he had a fucking cash cow the entire time. Right. Who it's like if any of his books didn't do well they would fucking pay him off, you know, or 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 you know, pay his debts, that sort of thing. And Marx was just like kinda like living the life, right? His his theory was correct about like you know the the working man needs to seize the means of his own production that sort of thing but he also didn't
2: practice that exactly all the time,
0: right? Also, you know I, that's all. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was. I was uh, do you want to do a joke or should I make a serious point?
2: I had not. No, I was. At, well, I, I, go ahead. <laughs> what do you trying to do? No, I was going to say that I think it's interesting that that's always been a thing in our in, but to say in our society. But that makes no sense in this context because we're talking. About a different society, but there's like, there's always been like a thing with like people, I don't know if you called Marx an artist, but people who try to do stuff outside of uh, Except the, 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 the realms, realms of, of accept, yeah, accepted whatever, it's like, you always need a patron, you need somebody to fucking pay for it. And it's and, weird. There's yeah, a lot of this I talk, and
3: I don't, I don't, when I said all that stuff about Marx,
2: I don't mean it as a as a criticism, because like, what well, else? No, no, no. Say? I'm not. I'm not meaning this as a criticism. It, it's it's a thing where it's like, I just think that's so interesting that that's that like we like that's what kind of sucks about about society in that sense, where it's like, oh, you want to do something like creative? Well, hope 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 you got a lot of money, because otherwise. Yeah, oh, you're fucked.
1: Yeah, you need which to find luck- someone who which- creates money and yeah. give that to you to
4: create. Luckily, whatever you yeah. make. Yeah, exactly. Luckily,
2: exactly. I'm a very wealthy person from from all the the, the, the comedy booking that I've done in my life.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, beyond that, I have t- uh, t- a machine that I use that to print. I I literally print money. So mm. I don't have to really worry about that. That's why I've been able to do my, wow. you know, pithy little jokes over the past eight years. Yeah. Little
1: pithy. <laughs> I support myself
2: with counterfeit money. Yeah, I support <laughs> myself with money I earn uh, working my comedy day job and you know by that's the, kind of the, the of a, money that I print illegally. That's kind of an interesting, like, mar- I don't know. No, it's not. I don't think it's Marxist
3: necessarily, but I think it's a funny argument to be like, look. I, I earned this money. I printed it myself.
1: Well, in a way, I mean, you know. It, you isn't on all the capital to print your own money, and then what, you can't use your own money? Yeah, exactly. See, that's, that's what I've been saying. It does
2: not hold up in court, but I do think it's the truth.
0: It only depends on, it depends on if the court has a, uh, the flag and the court has the correct fringe on it or not. Speaking of which, um, uh, Pat, have you ever talked to uh, uh, Jake Flores's, uh uh, co-host Louisa about the uh, the comedy booking life.
2: Oh uh, no, I know I know her. we're. we're, we're we follow each other on Twitter. But uh, no, I've never actually spoken to her. But I maybe what – if, what if we started a podcast about being a comedy booker? Man, I don't think anyone would listen to that. <laughs> man, not, don't look, you hate answering emails? No,
1: yeah, I, think, I do. Well, it's seen as how there's enough – I mean, there's enough – Yeah, I just don't do it.
0: Yeah, there's enough uh, comedy podcasts out there that you get an even more like meta one. They'd probably do it plus yeah, – um, man,
1: what if we got like a
2: roundtable of like super – I do consider myself a super producer. A roundtable of super <laughs> – produ- <laughs> It's me and her. Who else? Uh, Ben can come hang out if
1: he wants. Who else? Um, Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley? That guy's a super producer. Come on.
2: (laughs) Love gun, My Uzi filled uh, with Uzi. Uh,
1: can, can I could I uh, come? Could, could I get on the podcast?
0: Uh, I started
2: the podcast of... Uh, it's hosted you, guys by uh,
0: you guys
2: know where my bike is? <laughs> the cops and uh, the feds in Portland stole my bike. Uh, i do I'm Jake. <laughs> Yeah, we should do a we should do a, a super producer podcast. I don't know why I keep saying super producer, but I just like that title. Super producer yeah, Dave
0: Osborne, it's, it's yeah. A,
1: and it's making us laugh. Yeah,
2: well, okay. that's what I do.
0: Um, <laughs> one of the so other.
2: True, but, what an
4: absolute geez. record.
0: Well, anyway? But a serious point that I didn't want to break is that uh, wanted to bring up is that yeah, both bo- uh, both marks and each here were both about trying to evolve people into something better. Except Nietzsche yes. was much more on the individual, or is Marx was much more on on the on the group or the society.
3: Yes. So actually, so, yeah. No,
1: go ahead, Garrett. Sorry, oh, you go ahead, Ben. You've got well, you got the most I, uh, bona fides for this.
3: I, so, I was so. going to say, and, and thank yeah, you Jeremy, for bringing this up. Um, I know I knew we were, we were coming to this at a certain point. Um, yeah. So their projects, both of their projects, were both revolutionary and in, in in very distinct senses, and I think that like. Because of the, because of uh, certain historical circumstances that have sort of led them astray or have pointed their arrows in opposite directions, you know, kind of like crossed their paths in weird ways, right? People don't don't see Marx and Nietzsche as very simpatico, which makes perfect sense. I right. understand that completely, um, but I think that we're missing out. I think I think that we're severely, as a, as a species, you know, intellectually, I think we're missing out. On the ways in which they were aligned Uh, I think that they were aligned in very very serious ways Uh, the only difference the reason why it's so like hard to kind of see them I don't I'm trying to look for the right phrase here
0: uh, work in parallel or something, or work together? Or... Why they
3: don't seem to work well, in buddies. parallel. Well, they, why they seem to abut each other. You know, they were abut buddies. Yeah, thank you, Pat. I said fuck uh, buddies. Oh, not fuck buddies, no. They were abut buddies.
2: <laughs> I, well, I, I I consider you <laughs> and
3: I fuck buddies. Uh, uh, that's that's yeah, not but,
2: because of... Hold on, what?
3: hold on. Let me make this point, and then you can make your little jokes. Your My little jokes. <laughs> <By> little jokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but... but Nietzsche, Nietzsche and, and, and Marx were were after the same thing, which was the transcendence of the human species beyond what we've been able to achieve so far, right? Uh, and then, yes, Jeremy, like you said, uh, Marx, I think, was way more attuned to a social, like uh, a, a grander sort of like collectivized view of what's keeping us back. And Nietzsche was, I think, more in tune with a much more subjectivist uh, internal Introspective and uh, psychological view of what was holding us right. back
1: right? So to go to go back to the the thing I was uh, uh, sort of touching on earlier is like for Marx we have a species being we have uh, a thing that we're doing as a species yeah for Nietzsche there's a herd you know what I mean and those are very different uh, uh, I think ways of approaching a similar that's why I brought up all the Charles Darwin shit was like sure. uh, uh they are looking at the same thing a, a mass of humanity and coming away from it with different uh, you know I, I wouldn't say like diametrically opposed but but like hard to parse out where they fit together and where they don't you know what i mean and
3: here's what i would say i wouldn't say that nietzsche is looking at at a species or a herd necessarily i mean he is he is comparing an individual's life with the herd that it belongs to quote unquote but i think the scopes are fundamentally different this is what's really important and at least to me when i'm thinking about it with with marx he's marx is seeing how a certain ideology, a certain culture, is holding back an entire species, and there's, and he's saying how, you know, this ca- capitalism, in other words, you know, l- let's not like min- mince words here. Right. He's saying capitalism is 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 holding the human species down, it is making us alienated from our own labor, right? Like the things that we do with our labor, and and think about like what he means by labor is like. You know, the things that you do actively, like what you do with your energy, your muscles, your fucking attention, your whatever, what you put into an object or a process or whatever, right?
1: You're How no you longer... Go, you know?
3: Yeah, and you're no, in capitalism, you're no longer doing it for yourself anymore. You're doing it for an employer. You're doing it for a factory. You're doing it for whoever the fuck it is who's paying you a stipend to survive, right? So you're alienating yourself by putting in your labor into this thing that like doesn't fucking it doesn't really fucking matter to you right like it only it only matters to you insofar as doing this will get you your paycheck at the end of the week
0: right you nice. know?
3: right you gotta but, get that check baby well that's the problem that's the problem is is making it like that making it so that like yeah I, I just i'm just hoping i can get my paycheck at the end of the week and marx is saying there's something fundamentally wrong with that Hey, let me ask you this, Ben. And Do you no, think there are any? No no, 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 Pat. I'm making a point. Wait, well, so to... am I. Five <laughs> minutes. Give me five minutes. Okay. Five minutes. Give me five minutes. Give me five minutes.
2: It's so many seconds.
3: <laughs> I know it's a lot of seconds. Do the math. Three hundred of them. Yes, that is. And, and then I no, on be before I stop.
1: Five minutes.
3: What Nietzsche's talking about, though, is that like, yeah, that is a major problem. It is a major problem that capitalism is holding us down this way and is fucking us up this way. But what Nietzsche's also saying is that there's also a choice being made. There's a choice in you deciding right. to stay, stay sublimated and subjugated by this. And Nietzsche is saying you don't have to. It doesn't have to be like that. He's Nietzsche is just as anti-capitalist as right. Marx is, but in a very, very different and ra- radically different way. Nietzsche is saying, yeah, there's probably, yeah, we need to gain class consciousness. Yeah, you know, we have to realize that we have to attain solidarity with our fellow workers and we need to collectively seize the means of production. He's like, he doesn't, he doesn't say that that doesn't have to happen. He doesn't give a shit about that. It's not even that he doesn't disagree with that. He doesn't give a shit about that. That's not his focus. His focus is, but what are you, Garrett? You and what am I, Ben? What am I going to do about it?
1: Garrett, live like dangerous nothing uh, yeah, what,
3: yeah. If, what if what if i can't what if i can't organize my union and what if i can't you know achieve well, what if as put consciousness in an internment or, camp or Yeah. yeah or i'm put into an internment camp where we're all pitted against each other what are you going to do then like at the end of the day even if i know there is like obviously there is this like like this widespread class thing at at play here and there there's is? and there's no there's no way that, that it's not but Nietzsche is saying, at the end of the day, though, who is it who's going to have to fucking make the decision to do what you need to do to surpass this fucking dreadful situation?
2: Right. It's you. It's just you, mate. Right, mate. Let me ask it's, you this, you, Ben. It's just you, isn't it, mate? <laughs> ben, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think, in order, because you know how, like, in this, uh, in this country, uh, for those listening, we, we, we live in, uh, in, in America, but do you think that in this country, Ben, the, the best way to spread, uh, I'm assuming you're talking about socialism. I kind of blacked out there for a second. But <laughs> do, you th- do you think that there need to be socialist uh, country songs? Because I feel that uh, I actually think that would be fantastic. That's what I'm saying.
1: I'm trying to write them. I'm literally trying to write those yeah. songs. And it's oh, those... a harder than it sounds. No, it's not. Country is so easy to write.
2: It's so easy to write those songs. Well, right, fine, then. then right, well, let's, okay. talk after, let's talk after was, the podcast. I'll do it right do now. A, the mains it. of production are. In 80. The summer light. <laughs> this on the podcast. Oh, pod.
1: oh, fuck. When I,
2: we, I,
3: we reach what? 80. When we reach 80 Patreon members, you will
2: write a full country album, Pat. Fuck it. I mean, I, I, I want you a full album. I will do another three song. So, what we do on our podcast, we have a Patreon. Uh, so it's for people who want to uh, give us money as opposed to listening for free. What, a podcast? So it happens, a Patreon? Holy shit. It's wild. We're the first podcast Patreon in America, and <laughs> so far we're kicking ass. But basically, every once in a while, we do these incentives. And they're not really incentives. They're more like threats. <laughs> where once threat, we get yeah. a certain number
3: of uh, followers... sixty, well, If you've got 60 followers, Pat would do a...
2: What was it? A three, I recorded a three-song song. Death Cab for Cutie tribute album. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tribute, Get it.
3: <laughs> so what
2: I'll do is once we hit eighty followers, I'll 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 record. I have a bunch of songs written. I mean, they're just fun. They're not like be, so, uh,
3: be socialist. That be like fully socialist.
2: Okay, country sure. songs. Sure,
3: I'll do it. I'll country and or western songs.
2: Man, I don't give a. Sh- I don't. I don't give a f about this. I'll. I'll. Have, I'll fucking do it.
1: I'm gonna get so mad when that happens too, because you're gonna write be- something better than anything I've written you can, about. You can,
3: you can be on them too, right?
1: Well, the country. minimum wage is not enough. Let's get that fucker higher.
3: <laughs>
1: they do say they do say fucker a lot in country music. You got, yeah. you know what? Dude, you just got your finger on the pulse, my man. I do my own thing.
2: You know what I mean? I always have. I always will.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. You're like a Bubba Sparks or something like that.
2: I'm, well. <laughs> I'm definitely like a Bubba, for sure. I think we can all agree that I'm, that, that, that I'm more like that. But uh, I am I, a rapper, too, so I think maybe that... You know what's interesting? You can tell from this episode what's that we are not nearly as fucked up as we were the last
1: time we all recorded no, together. I, I'm, try, <laughs> I'm trying to keep it together a little bit. Yeah, dude. Yeah.
3: Anyway, then Do you need any... Would you like any more about uh, Marx and and Nietzsche? I have I have plenty. I can do way more. But yeah. Well, let's.
1: Uh, so let's. I, I mean, I thought that was interesting that you know you saw you know Marx's Marx's idea is that you know humans have this uh this like sort of I'm editorializing your position a little bit, but um you know humans have this editorialize you, away this incredible <laughs> like creative capacity, right? And like yeah. When it has the proper material um, conditions for its full expression, I mean, yes. it's like the sort of the sky's the limit. Um, the other dudes have left the podcast, but you know what? You and I are just going to talk, Ben. Are they? Are they both?
3: <laughs> They're both out sure. of the room. I'm, I'm all good. Okay, they let's didn't do even it. Say
1: anything. <laughs> uh, so no, but I hear you. So capitalism's capitalism's holding us back, uh, holding back the the creative potential of humanity. Um yeah. and then and then Nietzsche's saying, well, yeah, maybe maybe not. Uh uh, uh or or at at best maybe he didn't comment that that lengthfully about it, but he's coming back to say well, regardless of what the world is like, you have to decide. Um uh yeah, uh, f- you know, w- you know like ultimately like like y- y- your life is your creation. And yes. I think and- that's I
3: think that's at bottom the most the 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 biggest point he's trying to make is 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 definitely uh, he, he's that's sort of like the whole point of his whole tirade and i don't i don't mean to call it a tirade but it sounds like a tirade in uh in the gay science or the joyful science we can't call it the gay science anymore <laughs> uh, <how about laughs> to? Okay. i don't know about that I've, i love the fact that it's, it was transit for so long it was called the gay science
1: <laughs> yeah I'm
2: sure
3: why not <laughs> A fucking okay. So imagine a fifteen-year-old Nietzsche enthusiast discovering that in Barnes and Noble. Right. <laughs> the, the gay science. <laughs> um. but, but there was actually, but it was actually groundbreaking
2: <laughs> in terms did of you ever,
3: philosophy. <laughs>
2: did you ever read the sequel called "Gay as Fucking Shit" Science? Did you ever read that one? <laughs> the gayest science of all time the gayest science you've ever seen is is, is what it' it's is what is what it is in parentheses it's called the gayest fucking shit science and in parentheses the gayest thing you've ever seen it's weird it's a little like, odd <laughs> by Friedrich Nietzsche it is like yeah. oh it makes sense Why not oh well, it got it got shortened by the editor yeah um've you know, <laughs> been tr- I've been trying to break into the uh, the, the gay iconography uh, area for a very long time. Because the thing about being a gay icon Air. is that... <laughs> what do you mean, they, like iconography? What? I'm, I'm trying to be a gay icon. Because here's... The thing is, is that... Because the, uh, to, to become an icon of... Uh, well, you, you look like a fat Foucault. You look like a fat Co. Sure. Why not? <laughs> now okay. that you have glasses, actually, you look like a fat Foucault. <laughs> I'll take that as the compliment that you intended. So basically, um, because what happens is, to be a gay icon, first of all... You don't even have to be gay, which you know, I am I'm not gay, which is you know, it's not a choice, it's just a thing. Whatever. But my point is that they will support what is your point? (laughs) They support the people they love, my man. They are they're all in. Uh they if if you're a gay icon, they will they will support the fuck out of you. They'll keep buying your records or whatever you do. You know what I mean? Mm They're the best fans to have.
4: Okay. Yeah. And they, and they, so how do we do this?
1: Well, you're good at writing country songs. That's a great start. Gay Uh, people love country music. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: Well, I sucked a man's dick just to try it out. Not into it, but I'm glad that I have the experience to challenge myself. And now my picture's up on Glad. Nice. Ah, man, Ben, you You should uh, co write this record with me. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> um so Nietzsche <laughs> so, how did Nietzsche become a gay icon? No, he's not. How oh, funny he, he might well, he might have been gay. Um, here's the, well, what's what's interesting about about gay icons, Ben, and I promise This has we'll, gotta be your last one. This is this is your last one. What I think is very interesting is that sometimes what happens is uh, the gays, Ben, they'll they'll take something and just be like oh that's like a a thing you know what i mean so like 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 i don't know (laughs) what you mean well (laughs) i'm not well i'm not explaining it very well like the babadook do you know the babadook it's like it's like a huge it's huge in the gay community
3: oh okay i see what you're saying like like the babadook is like a it's like a gay it's like a
2: gay icon he's a gay icon dude so is so is so is it so, so like there there are like uh, these Wait, like like, like Instagram who, like I don't get that the that's gay that's, that's what I'm saying I don't get it either gays you can't just say the gay all of them <laughs> so what happens Ben is uh, so there's like all the all of this like <laughs> just do that slash fiction I guess online between Boba Duke and uh, it is and this like all, a Tumblr thing or something like that Pardon me is this like a Tumblr this uh, this uh, yeah it's which, like a Tumblr thing I guess
3: I, yeah I I did, I did such a great job. I did such a great job explaining the difference and yet the similarities between Nietzsche and
2: Marx, and then you ruined it. No, I made yeah, it. Who, who needs that? Four straight white guys? Oh wow, snooze. I don't think so. Let's bring some gay shit in. That's what I say. But my point, Ben, is that sometimes with gay uh, culture is or whatever, they'll like just, just up, be man. like, "What? <laughs> I'm not saying anything bad. I'm saying that I know it sounds weird, but." Uh, Sometimes they'll take something and be like, this is gay shit now. And you're like, all right, cool, whatever. So what I'm saying is that maybe they can take uh, my uh, my my output, my comedic and literary output and decide decide that, that it's gay. Pat Dean is a gay icon. I've been trying to have this. I've, you know, I, I try to be a feminist icon. I was pretty successful in that regard. So I think that I can be a gay icon, too. It's good to have goals. It's, a, it's yeah, gay really? goals so if there are gay people listening to this podcast, I hope there are. Uh, but if you're listening, let's talk. Let's figure this out. Uh,
0: one of the topics I do think we the a bit more topical or timely. I think we should hit upon is uh, get into resentment because yeah, so, be okay. we That's pretty much see it happening. Of, in of like Nisha real that
1: I'm not that sharp on so It's like we pretty
0: much see it happening in real
1: time, like almost every fucking day lately. And this kind of ties back into the. um so what do white evangelicals want, Jeremy? Yeah, the t- the, yeah, the talk
0: yeah. we had with Tad Delay, uh, yeah, and, uh, about a month ago on our previous episode. The
2: cholox of the world, these white evangelicals ruining everything. So wait, who's Tad Tad Delay?
0: Tad Delay is a uh, professor, I believe, in uh, Denver. Actually, just He's a professional uh, smart. His name dude. is yeah.
2: Ted Delay. Tad Delay, yeah. These it so
3: bad.
0: Is he related to Tom Delay? <laughs>
2: My name is Ted. It's me, Ted.
0: Tad, Delay. Tad, that's how I would say Tad. Uh, no, but he's wait, kind wait, of, Tad? Yes.
2: This motherfucker's name is so Tad he, Delay. What so
0: what did he do?
1: He's an adjunct professor. Um, uh, previous t- guest on the show, Tad right. Delay. This Rode, guy fucking sucks. Though. It's kind that of a thing. Was he so the, has written a bunch of,
0: kind of like a, uh, written about using the uh, applying uh, like Lacanian psychoanalysis to the American evangelical culture thing, and like, pointing out that. Um, you wrote a book last year called uh, "Against What Does the White Evangelical Want?" It actually kind of gets into how, like the, like um, the, the save uh, your soul. well, not well, not well, <laughs> uh, not quite, but it's more of like how the the goals of like the white evangelicals seem to line up. Why do they seem to like line up with the Republican Party so well? And like, why do they have problems apparently like differentiating you know Jesus from neo Nazis? And he kind of uh-huh. gets into that. So. But so we got the.
1: But Resentiment.
0: Yeah, is that how you say it? Uh, I think so. Oh, you,
3: I don't know. I think it's rese- or, yeah. Well, it's I it's, it's, resentment, it's resentment. resentment, but it's kind of it's
0: a it's a very special form of. But it's probably like that's what I want to
4: do too. It's a very special. It's a
0: very special form of resentment because I think just regu- just calling you know, just calling it resentment is doesn't really get it across the get across kind of like the deep rooted, like. <laughs> um, Right, just the deep rooted, like uh, the, how 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 deeply rooted a a, a process it is, or this a belief. Is, yeah, this is where
3: this is where Nietzsche gets into a lot of trouble because his his main, uh, oh, yeah. his main um, example of who embodies resentment resen- or resentment right. is is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is is the Jews? That really sounded
2: so. like Bill and
0: Ted when he's the result, uh whatever the ressentiment. Uh but hey, the so sequel's coming out the summer. Um, anyway, going back to the uh, yeah.
3: There's another yeah. There's another Bill and Ted coming out this summer, which is gonna be Oh, man. It's not gonna be good. I don't think pass right? hard pass. Yeah, yeah right. I'm, I'm curious. No I'll be curious. Anyway, no go back to anyway.
0: So back to Nietzsche's how yeah. Nietzsche's writing about it. But
3: oh yeah. So anyway, so Resentiment... Um, he basically talks about how so.
0: Okay, hold on. I have to
3: back up. I have to think about this.
2: Yeah, back up. I've been saying that to you for years. Like, let's
1: like think hey, about ben, how it on. operates. You know, culturally, what does resentment look like? And and we don't have to really
3: resentment. Resentment is when you call something that someone does evil, right? Or you you judge it in that harsh way, where it's like, oh, this that that's beyond
0: evil, something mm-hmm. like that. I don't think so. Um, I think it's more and, of the. I don't think it's, 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 I don't think it's, it's, it's not quite the moral combination. It's more of like, did you ever, did you ever have to read, um, did you ever have to read any Jean-Pierre Sartre, Sartre, Sartre. yeah, I think the, the bits that I remember from, he actually wrote an entire thing, a book called, wrote it after the war, called Anti-Semite and Jew, uh-huh. Where it talks about how like the, at some point the the anti it's like would also because he needs like this other to focus because like, his life is so empty and so under underdeveloped and like there 's nothing there but he, like, he needs this other to to focus on to focus all of his ire on and to find himself against that he would like he would create this other thing you know even if they did, if it never existed and I think that the um where like, Rickalmov comes in handy because it's like, you get a lot of people who like it 's like they 're only um their only goal and task in life is to pwn the libs and which is where like we're getting stuff like like you know colossal ma- you know uh like mask freakouts, and even like um you know like, like, sure. endless, I mean, like i'm f- not
3: really sure i'm not really sure what you mean by what Sartre's like interpretation of it i just know that like Nietzsche's interpretation of it is basically when he he means resunt, resentment ressentiment com, comes when uh a like a at least from from his books uh beyond good and evil and uh genealogy of morals he he references it in the context of like uh quote unquote slave morality that uh decides to uh call basically hold on i'm trying to put this in the right context when they decide that so, before 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 like s- slave and master morality it was just like a phase in human history that he contends to have happened um <clears throat> before that what you what you would do would just be like you would categorize things as either good or bad. And good or bad would mean like good for, you know, your purposes or your tribe's purposes or whatever versus bad for your purposes or your tribe's purposes or whatever.
0: Yeah, good uh-huh. good meaning like good at.
3: Yeah, like a good act or whatever. And or then good all at of a sudden... or b- bad meaning bad at something. Not
0: bad, bad meaning bad, bad, but bad meaning, bad. meaning good!
3: <laughs> that is... Yeah, bad or, or, yeah, or just, like, not not the good outcome that you would want. Right. Uh, And then you got, all of a sudden, you had this sort of, like, change that happened where people started referring to things as good versus evil instead of
0: good versus bad. An inversion.
3: Yeah, and and it would be kind kind of an inversion, and it would sort of be like uh, the, what's it called, quote-unquote, slave morality kind of, Turning the, turning the tables on the master morality and calling them evil for the things that they would call themselves for being good. So it would be, like, dominance and, like, you know... Uh, uh,
1: self-mastery.
3: Like, self-mastery, that sort of thing, right? And and so without without the kind of regard for the consequences and how it would hurt other people who are just, like, people standing by, right? People who are just, like, unlucky schmucks who would just, like, get the, the tail end of this whole thing. Right. Uh, The people who, like, suffered at the hands of this self-mastery, quote-unquote, these were the people who would turn the tables morally and start talking about things like good versus evil versus good versus bad. And evil had this, like, spiritual dimension, and it was a, a spiritual dimension because it was, like, this sort of dimension where you could punish these people in a reality that wasn't present in the physical world. You can threaten these people with, like, you know, eternal hellfire, or, like, you know, your glory would be, like, diminished because you did these things. Your memory would be diminished. It wouldn't be about, like, you know, what people thought of you in the moment in your life right then and there. But, like, you would be – your your memory or your soul, quote-unquote, or your whatever would be cast into this, like, nether realm, this hell, in other words. Because you, you know, committed these evil acts and so that's where resentment he kind of says is like this this sort of so when when Nietzsche talks about resentment too he it sort of sounds like he has this contempt for it but he also has an admiration for it and this is where he he also gets into a lot of trouble because a lot of people equate him with saying that this is like Jewish morality right more or less that like slave morality is Jewish morality
0: but I think he you no, more Christian. Nietzsche never when, like what's that Uh, you know he he, it was never really like a a jewish thing that would it was more like anti-christian especially like anti-victorian anti like you're right because it
3: is more it is more anti-christian it's just like the the after the context of like world war ii and shit it sounds like it's very anti-semitic and anti-jewish but but you're right like what nietzsche hated more than anything else was the servile attitude of christianity right and but but what he did also say and what I think, in a, in a certain sense, makes a little bit of sense. Is this sort of uh, in, inchoate impulse that you see in like Abrahamic religions that starts out and it gets globalized with Christianity? Gets globalized with Christianity for sure. But he's like, it's kind of like the servile attitude of like, you know, we have this sort of morality where you get punished in an afterlife, so you become a timid sheep. While you're in this life, that's sort of the main point.
2: Right. Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, Jeremy brought up an interesting point earlier. Uh, how badly do you think Nietzsche wanted to own the Libs?
0: Of his time, Well, of so his, his time,
3: extremely. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> I think he. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't think he would ever I don't think he would ever turn into he would be an anonymous guy through a Well, through. no,
2: because the uh yeah. I don't think he, he would I ever feel- I don't think he'd ever end up being a QAnon or a MAGA guy. No, well, no, you- I was I was just being silly. I guess the, the point <laughs> that I was trying to make. Well, actually I wasn't trying to make this at all, but basically um I didn't really understand what you guys were talking about, so I had to look this up. But okay. this uh resentment <laughs> thing, yeah, it's sort of uh it's sort of it's the concept of loving Donald Trump because you want to own the lips. Yeah, it really is. It, I've never heard of this before, but then it's very. It is in yeah. It's
0: like there's a, there's a sense of like investing your entire being yeah. into this hatred and this this complete res, this utter this like low level base level, you know core level rather, um, hatred uh, against the you know capital O other and like whatever the yeah. other or out group is that changes depending sure. on circumstances. The
1: show locks of the world.
0: No comment. And I think
1: what I think what Nietzsche might contend, but I'm you know I'm not positive I know, is that uh is that there's desire mixed up in that resentment, like that 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 there is um some sort of uh you know like like Nietzsche talks about nobility, the you know the, those of a noble uh you know um, bearing in life, let's say, not 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 a nobility that you just get from birth, but like a nobility of actual like being. Yeah. And, and so like the
3: greek the greeks would call it arete which is just excellence yeah. it's just like a notion of like you know you're you're a worthy person being a noble soul
1: yeah yeah right and, and i always i always thought i detected in nietzsche a notion that that when the when the script got flipped on that 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 arete became something like racial could be found reprehensible uh, in another group of people but but th- those people finding that 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 quality reprehensible is actually mixed up a pretty confused desire in their own hearts to to have the same sort of let's say nobility of of character or spirit or what have you I don't know
3: um well it's it it's, it's weird what you mean by that? Right. So hold on. Cuz like
1: I don't what, mean you're right? Okay? If that's fucking way off just say it.
2: No, no, no. There's a lot off, to it with <laughs> with nothing idiots. Shut up, Pat. God, you don't know anything about philosophy. You, you motherfucker. Don't know that much. <laughs> shut You fat. shut up. Bad. shut up i'm just i'm 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 am i I'm sorry i brought my
3: guard dog i'm sorry i brought my guard dog with me ben,
1: i didn't
2: like someone uh, uh, like sure to talk like to that i'm sure i deserve right? it for being okay. born so ben, no,
1: stupid I don't no, like no. He no no how we no ben. <laughs> i didn't okay. like
2: it if someone picks on my friend Ben, i go i go all in i'm sorry no 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 so <laughs> no there, there there is a
3: here's my here's my take on, on his idea on, on okay so let's get into this let's get into the this whole thing the um because we were going to get there eventually uh nietzsche's whole program was severely and like ba- badly and erroneously you know uh co-opted by the nazis like right. hardcore right mm-hmm. uh, that's where uh, and and his sister because helped. of his yeah. sister yeah. because of his 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 anti-Semite piece of shit sister who married, like, uh, somewhat of an early, like, pioneer in the German nationalist movement, blah, 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 she knew that his, uh, that, you know, her brother was writing these tomes, these philosophical tomes about, you know, uh, nobility, uh, master and slave morality, the will to power, all this stuff. Stuff that on the surface sounds very, 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 very like easily co-opted by fascism and nationalism and Nazism. What is the tragic thing, and why I think Nietzsche is is the most tragic philosopher of like of our of of the past five hundred years, uh, is is how not what his stereotype ended up being. He was he was not a German. He was like personally ashamed of being German. Yeah. <laughs> he right. <laughs> he was very much, very much, like, a- admiring of the Jews. Uh, he was not anti-Semitic in the least. He uh, hated fascism, hated nationalism. Uh, he thought that, you know, people who gathered together under the banner of a nation's flag were stupid, heard people, right? Like... Hated it. He hated all of these things. Yeah, it was, just, it it was...
2: why did he inspire the Holocaust? <laughs> it seems that seems counterproductive. I
3: know. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is why this this kind of never stops. Like every every everything... shouldn't have done that there, Fred. It's kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean I like have done it. He shouldn't have used some of the language that he did use, you know. And it's one of the, it's a tragic thing because yeah, this will I, for another hundred years we're not gonna stop having this like disclaimer before every fucking or after every fucking Nietzsche conversation. Nietzsche man. conversation. It's like he was not a Nazi. He wasn't a he was never a Nazi. It was a bad it was a bad look, bad optics, he was in the wrong place know, at man. the wrong well, time, well, blah, blah blah. Well
0: it's it it, it but, yeah, it remains to be said of uh, a bit of um bit of hit kind of like a little. If, if we need we need to. VH1 needs to have like pop up podcasts, a little like footnote that pops up uh, on you, like on your on your player <laughs> something. But it's like it helps to remember that nietzsche was writing those
3: pop-ups would cover the screen though
0: yeah it's true um but it it helps to remember that at the time nietzsche was writing like this is like mid late uh 19th century germany wasn't germany was not a country until like what 1868 or something like that
3: 1870 yeah yeah yeah, yeah,
0: so it's like there was a bunch of like so like pretty much it was Germany was not a country until Nietzsche turned twenty six, and so he, yeah. there was a bunch of like just asshole Ge- German nationalists running a, around. Yeah, to
3: put it to put it in context for people listening in the U.S., Germany wasn't a country until after our civil war.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well
3: that and, doesn't
2: excuse the holocaust, ben that, No it doesn't. Obviously it doesn't. I don't, I don't see what that has to do with anything. And
0: so yeah, as opposed to it's the thing is like you have like the ultimate the the ultimate like the totalitarian like German nationalists taking the writing of a guy who hated nationalism and who was like actively like writing against um yeah. this um what was, what, I don't know if he ever like called out Hindenburg by name or anything like that, but he was definitely like against all those assholes.
1: Yeah, he didn't comment much about politics. I feel like, uh, though, I don't know what his like daily court. You know, well, but... oh, that's the thing
3: is like because a, a collective enterprise in some sense, yeah. right? And that's just it, that just wasn't his steeds. It just, just wasn't his, his, Yeah, it's just not. It's just not in his wheelhouse. He's just not thinking about it. For him, everything is like a personal striving. Yes, right. You know and it's so it's not about it's not about like you know unionizing or or and and again this doesn't mean this doesn't mean that he doesn't that he's opposed to it necessarily it's just not his it's not his person it's like almost not part of his personality yeah i feel like there are some people who are just not political they're just like no i'm about like me and my art and like how i actualize myself
0: right yeah and
3: like that's that's an important part of life just as much as you know your social aspect
2: that's and why that's I think a, it's so strange when people read Nietzsche and then they do the Holocaust. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hitler, like
3: Hitler did not read any of anything of Nietzsche. I'm positive. Well then
2: why then then what then what happened?
3: I don't know. I wish you'd stop doing that. You're only you're only why? making it harder for next time when I have to do the exact same disclaimer.
0: <laughs> the um was what was I gonna say?
2: I'm
4: cool.
0: <laughs> cool guy i i I,
2: I'm, I hate the holocaust i'm anti-holocaust how could you possibly spin this anything? thing heard it heard it here first for folks pat, pat is anti-holocaust i don't yeah, think they should have done it i'm i'm still embarrassed that they did it and i'm angry e- embarrassed
3: i'm yeah. embarrassed of, of yeah, why are you embarrassed
2: oh I'm embarrassed okay. of humankind i no. well i would be embarrassed i had nothing to do with it whoops the, um... All of my family was in America when this happened, and I have documentation. That, that's that's convenient. That's a convenient fucking alibi, Pat. Well, there was there were there were several billion of us that weren't there, <laughs> and I can prove it. I have the documentation. I actually do. Check this out. Look at this. Let me say to that. Oh wait, you can't see because I have a, a uh, special background what, on. Yeah, it's a. That it doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just run. <laughs> like, right. thank you for yeah, bail, bail out of on that was, one immediately. The evidence
2: that I had It's not important. Well, the evidence that I had that I tried to show you guys but you can't see it because I put up a special background on the yeah, study. Yeah. immediately gave up immediately which is
1: important.
2: Up. It's my uh, it was my uh, I have documentation my uh, my grandparents Matt, You you guys know you guys know Madeline and Patrick but they uh, they, sure. they got married uh in the year of our Lord 1942. So In America. In the best country in the world, Los Estados Unidos, which proves single-handedly <laughs> that no one in my family
1: was involved uh, with uh, with what happened with the Holocaust. Jeremy. 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 Do you feel like you got your fill on resentment? I want, uh, One thing,
0: but just to, just to piggyback on a, on a point made and buried quickly, uh, that... Um, I think the reason why Nietzsche gets hooked, gets roped into probably would uh, was eventually kind of incorporated into like the existentialists was that because he was all about the development of the self and the development of the person. Right. What um, a bit of and like my uh, my philosophy Fritzhoff my philosophy professor took great pains to kind of like add a lot of context here that when Nietzsche writes about the self, it's a very different thing because the. Um, the Victorian idea of like what people were was kind of like this, like, uh, this, like, atomic, almost like billiard ball model where it was like kind of you, you were like this, like, you were coming to this world, you were born with this heart, you know, kind of like well formed, well defined uh, individual who wants and needs things and who knows what they want and need and are just kind of bouncing off any other people who are also like fully aware of their wants and needs. And this is very much coming to, um, this is in the. If you think of the term, the background of like um, the nineteenth Europe in the nineteenth century, where you have like not only like like romanticism and like in you know the, these like romantic capital R romantic liberal ideas of the self development that went hand in hand with the development of capitalism, except that Nietzsche was approaching it with the idea of a self as much more of a biologic biological. Um, uh idea as my professor would say it was much more of this thing that you had to grow it was almost like more of right. like something you would it was almost like it started out as like a bit of like of like this like like this biological seaweed or something that and that's you know this kind of mesh and ooze from which you ha- uh, a person would develop a self from yeah and you can this, make
1: something yeah. beautiful or something sort of hideous at the end of it but the like the point is you have to like make the decision that you're going to do something. Right,
3: with, you, you know, could, yeah, like, you could you could flex it and turn it into a beautiful muscle, right? right. Or you can or you we could or you can let it putrefy and turn it into a giant zit. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it's also yeah. it's one of the reasons why it's kind of a thing where like I think like we talked about Ayn Rand before about how like uh, who like I think read Nietzsche stuff, but also because she was
1: She claims to not have or oh, or okay. not to
3: have been. The but it was, okay, here's the thing about about Ayn Rand is that she she Claim to have read a lot of philosophers, and then when she's she's pushed to it in interviews, it turns out she hasn't really read any yeah, She's full she an really of shit. She kind of she kind well, yeah, of easy there. there. No, no, she's she's. Ayn Rand is full of
2: shit. But I thought you were a huge mean, Ayn Rand front. Uh No, I'm kind not. of a, kind of a fanboy. Really, <laughs> Ben is like I was talking to Ben one time, and he was like, "I stand for for Ayn Rand," and I'm like, "All right, I, I stand have for reaction. Ayn." Rand. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there really yeah, there's your bumper sticker. Yeah, yeah sell those sell that has, those to idiots that online a lot of bumper stickers with with somewhat dubious messages on them i'm, I'm not going to get into it right now but they are uh i'll just say this troubling
0: but i think yeah the point that my uh the, the again this is all frank uh fritch off my philosophy professor would say is like talk about how like you know a- uh, ayn rand was all about like you know just being selfish and he was pointing out that being selfish in the terms of like you know God damn it! One second, there's a meowing
1: cat. I need to let out again. Hang on. Mm-hmm. God we up by the damn mic. it! This fucking cat. Then. What? What, what did Nietzsche say about cats?
2: I think he would I probably be in favor of cats. He seems like a cat guy, to be honest. Yeah, I can't tell. Me. Yeah. I
3: can't tell you off the top of my head. I bet he. I, I bet he'd be kind of an anti-dog
2: guy
1: too. Dog I think. Like I think.
2: A, I think a lot of yeah. philosophers would probably like cats better than
1: dogs. I mean, he'd like a hunting dog, you know, something that had like a specific purpose that like yeah. you know,
3: it, here's the thing. I think I think Marx would love dogs,
1: oh yeah, interesting. yeah, yeah. Marx would be a yeah. dog
3: guy for sure,
1: although Marx would be fine with cats, I would imagine as well. Oh, he'd be
3: fine with cats, but I think he'd be down with a dog. He'd like have his own dog. He'd be like, hell, yeah. Yeah, name like, him like, like,
1: Yeah, he'd be like, hey, uh, so what if my couch smells a bit? You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. I love yeah. my dog.
0: Also, that's the old line, the, the line that I had that it's not a true leftist podcast unless one of the hosts,
2: hosts has a slight speech impediment and you can hear a cat in the background. Right. But, anyway, but that what is that is kind of the thing uh, amongst y'all. I'm kind of curious about that.
3: Y'all, I like y'all, even though we're, we're kind of leftists, you have a speech impediment and you, you just have a cat well, in your house. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have
2: a speech impediment. I have Tourette's Syndrome. He
3: literally told me several times you have a speech impediment.
2: Well, I was probably lying. Mm. <laughs> I think that's a speech impediment. I think. Well, I guess. It's well, it's a speech impediment. <laughs> I guess now that I think about it, like, oh yeah, I actually do. Now that I think about it, it's it's a Tourette's thing. It's a very long story. Uh, but the. Uh, but I guess the point that I'm making is that, uh, yeah, I guess uh, the reason I say y'all, Ben, is that uh, it's fun to. Uh, <laughs> to make to make fun of uh groups of people the, the plural so second person e- yes plural. even though may, maybe you know most of my politics lean left but i'm not i'm not a full-on you know I, I don't have like a rose tattoo or anything or like whatever whatever you guys i don't know why y'all love the rose so much but you uh-huh. fucking do
3: it's the international symbol of socialism it's all right it's just it's just the international symbol of socialism
2: i'm so sick <laughs> of symbolism let's just 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 tell me what it is you know what i mean I just did. I I literally just did. I I got it at
1: at a Skid Row concert, so it was completely unrelated. I just thought it was sort of romantic looking.
2: Sure. Well, you're you're a romantic motherfucker. I know that about you. And
3: roses look cool. Roses are really beautiful flowers. They're, they I are mean, beautiful.
2: I'm not saying they it's a bad symbol. I'm just saying that sometimes <laughs> I get confused, and I, I I need a literal uh, interpretation of something.
3: All right, fine. Then I'll get rid of the so I'll I'll get rid of the rose in my Twitter handle, and I'll just I'll just put it in parentheses. <laughs> I'm a socialist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Your name was Ben Sholok, and then in front of these, I'm a socialist.
1: Official yeah, <laughs> socialist. It's a new trend.
2: Get symbols.
1: <laughs> Jeremy. Yeah. But the,
0: uh, but the, no, the point I wanted to mention, to we'll finish up, was just the uh, the criticism oh, right. of, like, objectivism and all that shit is just that just that, that being that, I think that uh, the way that rant had the idea was like that somehow you would develop a self by being selfish and Fritschoff's criticism was like, yeah, being selfish being selfish, quote unquote, is not selfish enough like you can't just by like, you know hoard, you know, the the, the kind of shit that you have to do to, to develop a self to become a better person it doesn't, doesn't um is not chalked up to what we consider as like someone being a, a self a selfish person of kind of like just accumulating no, like all accumulating sorts of, of just, just stuff yeah and yeah. like uh, hoarding like stuff and attention it's like no you don't that's i mean like actually that you know well, fully,
1: by that calculus you'd be a fully developed self as like a 18 month year old baby you yeah. know what i mean like who who really has a has real trouble realizing that there are other people in the world you know right. like, like doesn't quite understand how that works
0: right that's what that's when it gets you gets to the territory of the last man of what's kind of like um just like
3: yeah that's a great that's a great way to put it too that that is sort of the ideology of the last man is is like libertarianism or or randianism of this like yeah the the attitude of the last man is really just like the person who just wants to like it's just me 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 give me everything that will make me comfortable for for forevermore. And that's all I care about. And yeah. you're not growing yourself. You might as well just stick yourself
2: in a fucking pod. And yeah, you're like those yourself. little... Yeah. It's those
1: like wall people. people. Yeah, the Wally
2: people. Exactly. circular people. You guys are talking about me right there. Uh, yeah, well, you know, the, the other thing with The Last Man that they love to do is they love having a, a pet monkey named Ampersand, and uh, they love having uh, adventures all over the globe to uh, bring back uh, the human race. <laughs> The, so the there's is, a comic called "Why the Last Man," and uh, no, sure. yeah. see, Man, even the problem uh, of the comic wrong. was I really looked at the two. I know Ben didn't know what that was, but I figured you two did. Right. and I You did fucking it. betrayed me so bad. Am, they couldn't even. Ben they they couldn't even explain. So the, they couldn't
0: even explain the premise of. They couldn't even come. Up, he couldn't even come up with a decent <laughs> explanation of the of like what happened at the end of the book. It's kind of like, okay, here's. The, see, here's Jeremy the, the,
1: got it, but he won't laugh at you because uh, he's a consummate like radio professional. Professional, so like yeah. that's the reason he didn't respond to your thing, and then well, me and Ben just didn't understand. Well, no, because you know it, it. Yeah, just reminded me of like
3: no idea what you were talking. about. It just reminded me of Brown.
0: That stupid <laughs> the the, 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 Brown. The, the, okay, the, the book okay. ended, and they didn't even, and like they barely. That's the thing it's like all of these like mystery box, uh, kind of like you know Lindelof. Uh, type uh, Abrams type um, uh, type like mystery box type shows which Why the Last Man very much I mean it was, it was Why the Last Man came out like either at the same time or right after like Lost was the thing so you have this big thing and he was a writer on Lost
2: too uh, Brian Vaughn yeah he was he rode for the last few seasons
0: on Lost okay that explains I love how
3: I love how out of the three of us Pat you. you- <laughs> <laughs> Garrett and I did not know what you were talking about. And Jeremy just wouldn't laugh at you. <laughs> well no, because it's
0: like the problem it I mean failed it's it's a great on so many levels. It was like see it was a, it was an interesting series,
2: but the problem it's is like meta how much of the failure
0: <laughs> the The problem at the end of the series is that they had this thing of like, okay, try to. Uh, it was a thing of like they tried to explain what had happened with, um, with okay, why did all the men in the world die except for like this one guy? And then yeah. like they had an explanation, and then it didn't really work. So they, they tried another one and retconned it, and that didn't work either. Well, and so like, the,
2: the, I'll say this about why The Last Man. I, I I understand being annoyed about how the actual cause of the death of all the men wasn't quite revealed but i would argue that 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 kind of wasn't the, the point right like they I mean, they didn't uh, there was never a thing in the comic where they all were sitting around going like well why did all the men die they were just like well they're dead you know what i mean there, there was never in, in my opinion i mean it's been it's been a while wow. since i've reread the comics i reread them every yeah, few the years series. um there's a few thi- ben don't you Thanks. get that fucking look off your face i don't like the condescending look that ben has on his face as two adults discuss literature i don't like it i think that uh, uh are you guys gonna do i are you, are you gonna do all
3: of why the last man right now
2: how is that worse than anything we were talking about <laughs> you <laughs> we're talking about this navel-gazing bullshit imagining carl talk talking or whatever so no, you sorry didn't you didn't have to imagine that about, that happened a uh, lot More people read the comic book than read Karl Marx, you fucking fuckhead. And you know it, and I know it. Fuck, fuck, you know? (laughs) Me and Jeremy, my best friend Jeremy, are having a conversation about a a piece of, of pop culture that we enjoyed. So, so... Ben <laughs> Cholock has to jump in.
3: All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry.
2: the league stained hands. You're, you're yeah. talking a lot of shit for a guy in pajamas at fucking eight o'clock at night or whatever. Go to it's fucking. 10. It's
3: 10. It's 10. What is now? Here.
2: We actually have. Well, we actually have to leave soon. We have, we have to do our popular internet TV show First Impressions. Oh, we have to do that now. Shit.
0: All right. That, well, okay. So like After we, we screamed at each other.
2: Well, yeah. Also, if you've ever wanted to know what me and Ben's podcast is like, it's a lot like what just happened. Uh, ben trying to keep it on topic and me screaming at him for no real reason.
0: <laughs> oh, <that's>, okay, so <laughs> what? Any remaining? Yeah. Any yeah. remaining so, topics I'm not we should hit?
2: Disabled. I'm a lack <laughs> All right.
3: Well, so am I too.
2: I've got hey, the papers. Got the uh, papers. Got the papers.
3: Get the papers. Get the papers.
2: Yeah. You guys ever see Goodfellas? Yeah, Tony two times. <laughs> said it, yeah, well, call him that because he said everything oh, like, three times. Well,
3: you're, ben, talking, you're talking to three white men I <laughs> with <mean>. glasses. <laughs> yeah. Of course, we've seen
2: Goodfellas. We've seen the TV edit of Goodfellas. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we've seen it in all forms. <laughs> well, Ben, how do you sum up? Can you sum up Nietzsche
1: in one sense?
3: No. But you and, went he to... would, and he would kill me, me if I did. Let if me I could. ask a,
1: a <laughs> parting question How do we get sure. these. Nietzsche is and these Marxes is how do we get them to be friends a bit Together? how do we get them to see across the uh the uh divide there well that's where Ben and I come in
3: make all the Nietzsche people read uh a communist manifesto because that's the most accessible one and it's the most liberating sounding
1: one yeah right
3: and then make uh <clears throat> fuck
1: a little tougher huh
3: it's a little tougher going the other way because there's going to be something in one of his writings that's not going to sit well with the Marxists. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, the Marxists, they, they don't strike
1: me as a go-with-the-flow group of people.
2: They kind of strike me as a,
1: a little,
3: reactionary
1: yeah, anger. A little, well, I like to think of uh, taking what Nietzsche says about...
3: Genealogy of morals would be a good one to start with, but with a, with a heavy note that's like, uh, hey, don't take this too seriously.
1: I won't. Right, right. Yeah, a no good prep. a good preface or introduction. So we need a specific genealogy of morals for Marxists. Okay? Yeah, actually, I think with I the... had one. Where did
0: uh, where did my intro
1: go? Oh, Hang Jeremy's on. got it. Oh, Jeremy has it. Damn it! Hang oh, on, let me go grab good it. it An evil. I, 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 got, I, 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 I think one it. of those two would work. What on earth? Well, it's just you and me now, Patrick. No, well, it. It. Here, it's just you no, me. No, good and evil is a good one. Yeah, it's that a is very very good. That's probably my fave. Yeah. Well, that or the Gay Science. What? One of those two.
3: <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> or is my former professor who did his own translation the joyous science is that's what
3: like he, i think that's like what you're supposed to call it
1: but there's an older version called the joyous wisdom it was the first english oh, translation yeah. really old okay I mean, not um, good, apparently. that
3: might that might also just be a, a problem with german, german? Germ, yeah german like english translations just yeah. generally yeah you and know that's, uh that's just that, hard
2: my had Ben and I had a uh, a, a the same uh religious te- religion teacher uh in 8th grade Dr uh, Hogan Dr Hogan and Dr Hogan I remember uh the, you know the man was you know for all his faults the man was incredibly uh, uh homophobic <laughs> insane uh so he uh his thing was I remember I'll never forget this he went on like this extended diatribe about how a uh, uh, homosexual stole the word gay, and how like he used to say the word gay all the time, and now they stole it. it was so- <laughs> do, you, do you remember that, Benny? Or no. Yeah. Do you remember that? Because it was. Ins- was- I, I remember being there, being like, I know I'm 14, but like this seems really weird. He would say, he would say like, uh, he was like, yeah, was like we used to have gay times. Yeah, we gay go parties. Yeah. We go
3: to gay parties <laughs> and have a gay time there. That used to be our word. Yeah. Like that, and it'd be like, and it'd just be a bunch of us 13 year olds being like.
2: Yeah, and I was and I was sitting there like, yeah, I've been to a gay party too, bitch. I got my dick sucked. I said that, I said that to him, and I stood up when I said it to him, and everyone See, clapped. Yeah. See, I kind of expected everyone to clap, I hear that but song. But no po, po. Hey, 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 Ho. <laughs> Jeremy, the number of times in my life that I've I've stood up expecting everyone to clap and instead received only silence is insane. There's there's so many times where right. I think. I'm going to knock it out of the park, and then I, then I stand up and then say something anti-Semitic, and people are like, "What?" And I, I think that people are going, to, are going to clap, or at least you know, nod or smile or, or something, but no, I guess people don't like uh, uh, hatred anymore.
0: It's a damn shame. Anyway, so the yeah. book I went and grabbed was, um, I just realized that I, I think my camera might be, is probably mirrored. Is, oh, no, I can uh, see it. is, uh, It's called uh, Nietzsche Within Your Grasp. a uh, The First Step to Understanding nice. Nietzsche, put out by nice. Wiley, written by Shelly O'Hara. Um, yeah, me and Ben have stuff we want to grasp. Uh, published, yeah, and, uh, Nietzsche within your grasp. Published, uh, nice. two thousand four. Shut up. So it's a nice little. Uh, it's an extremely long, like thing. thin little like intro. Uh, oh, that's a nice. Yeah. So it's a, it's it's a start because it's yeah yeah uh, that wow. that shit can be complicated if you don't have the uh, the right background. All right, um, wrapping All right. things up. Is there anything we have missed or any oh, there's like- tons of shit we've
1: missed? Yeah, yeah, there's, oh, right, plenty. yeah. there's plenty that we missed. But-
4: lots. <laughs> yeah. And but I can tell you what they I are. think this is to
1: primary every, every year and and just and just uh uh you know add a little yeah. bit to the canvas. I, bit I bit can of, do that. I well,
4: can at least do it without, without Pat, the, that'd be cool.
2: yeah. yeah. without me you, you could do it for <laughs> sure. I mean I, at least we uh you know hit the topic this time as opposed to the last time when I, I believe uh, we I'd did say, not. I think we did
1: better than half of our discussion uh, oh, as yeah. on So that's oh, pretty good. Last time?
3: No, yeah, we got through the bio but I think we were all very high or, or or maybe i was
2: just high and i mean i was as well i mean we like i, we I, I don't Dad get high like, so it wasn't me afterwards. but we were <laughs> like did we just ruin that podcast and we came to the conclusion that no we did not
1: <laughs> you did not cuz you can't ruin a podcast no, I'm <laughs> just, yeah. just yeah. around
2: but um you know guys in closing uh, i'm going to say you know sometimes in this life you think <laughs> that things are going a certain way and then it turns out that uh, when you you stare into the abyss not only Ben does the abyss stare back at you, but it actually uh, destroys your heart. And I kind of wish uh, Nietzsche included that, because otherwise I wouldn't have gotten anywhere near the abyss. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a nice
3: warning. If only yeah, there- he'd said that before. <laughs>
2: We have an abyss. Uh, before before slightly...
3: thousands of 14-year-olds came to our abyss.
2: Yeah. We, uh, we, we have an ben abyss.
3: Ben and Pat's abyss. There's <laughs> there's abyss a, in, in, in Austin, Texas, yeah. just pay $5 to,
2: to enter. Slightly <laughs> out of town in Buda, Texas, it. Ben and I have an abyss. And we have people come in and stare at it, and they leave. They pay $5 each, like Ben said. And they leave kind of looking dejected uh, after having their soul ripped out. Uh, from our abyss, but it's called Pat and Ben's Abyss. It's located in <laughs> Buda. It's on it's six Beautiful minutes. Buda, Texas. It's right off of exit uh, 42. Of, of i sorry, right. I should have clarified, yeah. So if, if you do want to come down to Pat and Ben's Wacky Abyss, uh, <laughs> come on down to Buda, Texas. We'd love to see you. $5. If you mention that you heard us on this podcast, it's $4. And <laughs> come look at our abyss. We We have one. Come look at it. See what happens.
1: Buy a t-shirt. Keep help with mine. Free ice cream for the kids. Buy a t-shirt. Yeah, I
2: didn't say that, but uh oh, come, come down to the abyss, uh, bring your own ice cream. The well, yeah, there's no there's no food allowed uh, at the abyss, but uh if if you have ice cream you can eat it. Do not not feed the abyss. Do not feed the abyss. Feed the abyss. <laughs> you know, I thought that we wouldn't have, to have to signs like 10 miles ahead.
3: <laughs> then do I, not
2: feed the abyss i kind of thought you wouldn't have to tell adults to not feed the abyss but they keep feeding it this one oh, guy threw, feed. this one guy threw in a homemade uh, he said he called it mom's chili and he threw it into the abyss and that was not a good week for uh for, for your old friend patty cakes so please don't throw things into the abyss please only stare at it don't throw anything sharp especially and just again keep an open mind it's an abyss Sharp thing, th- any one sharp
3: thing thrown into the abyss comes out as twelve swords aimed
1: right at you. Yeah, so, there, so we do have not not. Do you guys ever think about uh, this? Please. So, so SeaWorld, uh, SeaWorld San Antonio is going to be in a lot of trouble, I bet, due to COVID. You guys think about moving the abyss there? Maybe when they go out of business. There's a SeaWorld in, in. There's a SeaWorld in San Antonio. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Jesus. But yeah, been,
0: but
2: when it, it's spelled S I.
0: <laughs> boo.
2: Sea World. <laughs> boo. Sea
0: that, that, that was terrible. Oh god, that was Where's the fucking will we? <laughs> Boo! No,
2: no, no boo. It's good. <laughs> oh. Anyway,
0: my. So we have a Patreon <laughs> if you like to support okay, the making of this that, idiot. Support the idiot The city The uh Are speaking the show Go to patreon.com Slash giving the mic Uh Questions comments And suggestions for good Korean places to eat in town Can be sent to Giving the mic At gmail.com Uh We are at twitter At giving the mic Uh Can you Do Do your part for us During these times of struggle By telling Just one person About these things Uh Support your local Bail fund Um Uh Support your local Mutual aid fund Reach out to each other In these times um yeah. Oh, it and spells, uh, does anybody have any Spanish? Does anybody have any uh anybody have any recommendations and endorsements or do we do we not care at this point?
2: Uh I am reading uh currently I am finishing up uh, a book by my friend Sam Talent, who is a comedian. It's called Running the Light. It is a uh it's it's a character study about a comedian who's been on the road uh for the last 20 years essentially. Um, if you like uh, uh, Cormac McCarthy, Dennis Johnson, people like that, you will uh, greatly enjoy the book. I, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm also reading uh, a book by a man I don't know personally called Love, Lovecraft Country. And it's about a, uh, an African-American gentleman who has to go to uh, New England to rescue his father. Is it Matt Russ? Is the guy's name or Matt Something? Yeah, and it's it's being turned into an HBO series. It's basically um, it's an interesting thing because if you're like me and you're a Lovecraft fan, yet you're bothered by his um, insane racism, this book is kind of uh, a commentary on that.
0: Yeah, the uh, I think there was a great interview between that was hosted by like an author chat hosted by uh, Portland's own Powell's Books between. I still think it's Matt Russ. I can't. remember. I think, I think it's Matt Russ. I can't yeah, remember it's Matt
2: something. Matt, yeah, Matt yeah, something. Yeah.
0: And and uh, Christopher Moore just chatting about it, but also talking. Oh, wow. uh, the Because um, no one can do book. No one can do book tours, so they're not. It's not going online, but they chatted about it. And, it's, and the author was saying that he fe- effectively wrote the book as um, it, as almost like a series of. Uh, a series of like x-files episodes featuring the characters from this family sure. and of uh, but it's all like it's kind of like you know ho- um horror and sci-fi and co- cosmic horror and sci-fi things that this yeah. that this uh that, uh only you know featuring the members of a black family set during like the Jim Crow era.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, that I forgot to say. Yeah, it's set uh like uh uh yeah, during the Jim Crow era. So it's uh it's pretty interesting. I'm only about 20 pages into it, but I uh I like it a lot. And, yeah, Brooks. it's
0: coming out in series. It's going to be, a, there's gonna, I think it's coming out this year, yeah.
2: HBO, yeah, it's coming out, uh, I believe, in possibly in like uh, September. Coming at you. Yeah. It's coming at you, and it's coming pretty fucking hard. Ben, do you have any recommendations?
3: Um, as I'm flipping through it, actually, and to be a little more relevant with the uh, episode, uh, I really do highly recommend Beyond Good and Evil uh, by Friedrich Nietzsche. I would say it's probably, it's probably my favorite Nietzsche book. So check that out.
0: I have that uh, I have that printing.
3: other than that shit, um, <laughs> I'm still I'm still on the SCP universe. Like like check out uh, I think it's SCP dash dash. I've See been it. obsessed with it since the beginning of quarantine. It's my favorite thing in the world right now. It's so cool. check out yeah, the uh, secure, contain, protect foundation. Uh, it's just like a bunch of creepy It's it's very, very interesting shit. Yeah, speaking of uh, XML stuff. Yeah. And then uh, other than that, um, I uh, recommend. I recommend going go next
2: to a woman that you're in love with. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. that that can and happen. Also go, okay. uh, and also go. And also go O's. Go O's. <laughs> Kyle Ripken. I think, even though he's retired, I still think he's gonna get MVP this year, hun. Baltimore Orioles, unstoppable.
0: You almost, you almost, you're almost getting into like Philly boy, Philly boy Roy territory there. You ever heard of Philly boy Roy? <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, that accent, yeah, yeah. Play the Phil- the, the Roy, Philadelphian, yeah,
0: yeah. Philadelphian accent. You, uh, that's well, exactly. the
2: Philadelphian, for some reason, the they're Philadelphia very similar. accent,
0: to, they're very similar full- are, full- to the full- accents.
3: Fluffy, fluffy are very...
2: My I think love
3: of, Fluffy Eagles. That's think one of my favorite jokes from, um, what's his name? Paul uh, Anka. No, not Paul Anka. Anyway, it doesn't matter, but he call, He says uh, how you can you can pronounce the Philadelphia Eagles the way someone from Philadelphia pronounces it by saying... Fluffy. It's the Fluffy Eagles. You know yeah, fluffy it, eagles.
2: It, it really is a horrible accent uh, intended for horrible people. The thing about the, 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 the Philly accent is that, it, to me, it sounds like a Baltimore accent, or for some reason, it's pitched higher. So, like, like, Baltimore, like a Baltimore accent, like a Merlin accent, is kind of like this. Like It's like a Baltimore accent, uh, ayun uh, look out for kale. But for some reason, uh, people from F- Philadelphia, it's almost like they speak like this for some reason. Let's get some bagels. Let's get some beckles and water. It's very strange. I d do, I don't know why that is, but this but this is scientific research that I've done.
4: <laughs>
2: As a sociologist, I've studied the Maryland accent in the Philadelphia. Hey Yins get some water and beckles. Yins is that's that's Pittsburgh. Which is in where, dummy? In Pennsylvania, but the other side Face. of the fucking, fucking state. Well, it's uh it's a state filled with people who uh, honestly uh, defile the English language every time they open At their mouth. At least you're
3: not from a state that literally rebelled against the country, you fucking traitor.
2: What? <laughs> oh, you're talking about the Commonwealth of Virginia, where i I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> Fuck I'm you. Never, I've never claimed that we uh, made all the right uh, moves, but we don't speak <laughs> in a stupid accent. You were the capital of the insurgency, you bitch. Well, yes, technically, uh, but spiritually... Yes, also. <laughs>
0: Actually, I think Charleston really was part working. of the. You know. yeah, I just realized.
2: Garrett, do you have anything? Anyway, with... my point is that if you live in Philadelphia, you should uh, uh, drink cyanide.
1: <laughs> fair? Is that fair? Seems a bit hard. I can't endorse it, but I won't you denounce can't it. You refute it. You cannot yeah, refute yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of recommendations. Uh, okay. One was a, a movie I watched while stoned that I probably shouldn't have called Certain Women by. Ooh. It's a sort of contemporary. Uh, Western by I forget the director's name Kelly Reichhart. Oh yeah, uh, based okay. on some stories by someone named Maely Malloy. Interesting. Uh, and it's basically like a sort of um well, it's actually described as a triptych, so it's really three stories told, uh, you know, as one and uh, it, you know, in, in one setting. It was re- it was really good, and it's something I'm definitely going to watch again. So that's why I want to recommend it, even though I shouldn't have watched it stoned. But watch it stoned if you want to; it won't ruin anything. Uh, and oh, I also. Yeah. I also pulled the trigger on the Patreon for The War Nerd. And so now I'm listening to The War Nerd podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, and if you are the perverse person like me who likes to listen to things that make them feel bad, then The War Nerd will be a good thing for you to listen to. So, uh, what exactly be, is
2: The War Nerd podcast?
1: Well, it's called Radio War Nerd. I guess I should be technical with it. But, um,. It's about a you know what kind of what it sounds like an intellectual guy that uh, knows a lot about war and other things and synthesizes uh, you know goings on and and historical happenings uh, in an interesting way with with a with a mind towards uh, how power operates.
4: Mm.
1: Um, I, I mean that's the that's a sort of shorthand encapsulation, but I I haven't listened to more than a handful of episodes, so maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. But anyway, it's 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 always really interesting to listen to. Usually upsetting to listen to as well. But Well, it, you know, what is what is more interesting to learn about than
2: war? Like like full-on war. Like I hate violence, but I love learning about war. It's 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 a weird thing. Do you know what I mean? Like I, like if there's like growing up any kind of documentary about anything I didn't like because I was, you know, growing I was a kid. But as an adult, documentaries about war, man, I will fucking beat off thinking about them. You know what I mean? I, I love them. They turn me on sexually, apparently.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: So, Jeremy, what do you suggest? Uh, that's almost... He already, he already made his recommendation. Oh, he did? Well, I'd like to say this. I also today started watching, or last night started watching Clone Wars okay. by, the, by the guy who did uh, uh, Dexter's Lab. Wait. Okay. You, you, no. You, that's... Wait, what, what just happened? Yeah. You did a, a star. You did a Star Wars cartoon block. No. Tarkovsky really
0: didn't funny. do Dexter's Lab. Tarkovsky did Samurai Jack. Oh. Well, I take it. Back. Or Tadakovsky. Well, I can't remember the, the guy's name, but you anyway. yeah,
2: He didn't do Dexter's Lab. Oh, that's crazy. I thought he did. Okay. That's fine. Well, then you know what? As I'm saying this out loud, I'm realizing how little sense it would make for that guy to do Dexter's Lab. So you win <laughs> again, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah.
0: also Gennady uh, Tarkovsky or Tarkovsky also most recently has done the. Two or three Adam Sandler Hotel Transylvania movies, which is Mm. just for like that's. I mean, he's made money, but that's a bizarre use of his time for the last few years.
2: Very odd, yeah. That's that's very odd. Did you have anything else? um, I just want to say that sometimes you know you got to love each other, and that is what I'm here to do, my friend. If there's anyone out there who needs some loving please let me know. It'll have to be uh, verbal rather than physical because of the uh, the pandemic and my aversion to human touch. So we uh, uh, if you need some love, go ahead and hit me up, uh, at Pat Dean on Twitter. If you need love, let me know. I, I I don't have the emotional capacity to give any to you, but I will pass it along to the police. <laughs> the
0: band or the actual, like... <laughs> like sting and uh and what's his name
2: no 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 i'm talking about i'm talking about uh police officers
0: oh okay so like not because
2: it is illegal to uh to steal love on twitter so that's why i would call the cops gotcha okay twitter is a horrible website filled with horrible people
0: uh did you have
2: anything else who are you asking? Um, stop
0: asking garrett stop asking yeah i don't garrett. know i don't know
2: why you keep oh, yeah. setting me up don't for another ask him new, i said garrett for another not new the new other pre- not the other people stuff. these are these are improv exercises <laughs> <that> I'm <doing. laughs> i don't know why you keep asking me to do it <laughs> if, if if you want it to end stop stop asking him. no no I think well, I think
0: uh, see the thing is i'm not even asking him i'm asking somebody
1: else and he's, he's just answering but oh, yeah, we're yeah Pat, shut
2: up shut up for a second i answer questions shut up
1: Anyway, I don't have anything else personally. <laughs> All right, I do not. But I would like to get back together, you know, a year from now, have our our Nietzsche check in, and uh see where we're at. You know what I mean? Our Nietzsche, you know. I, yeah. feel like the, I feel like
0: the feel like the people. I'd, I'd love to. One of my uh, one of one of my yeah, friends. People, the people Nietzsche. Yeah. Oh God. One of my friends who had on, who who we had yeah, on, man. wanted to do a a big combo up, big combo episode, just getting in, just talking about liberalism. But that's a a topic for another day. Anyway, uh, want th- thank you all for uh, for coming out tonight. Thanks to our guests, and you the uh, you the thank viewing you. audience thank for you putting you up with up the city. Up. It's like we've all been very silly, and it's been it's going on for quite a long. And uh, yeah,
2: we really are a silly group. And yeah. we have to apologize for
0: it. And so, yeah, I got to say is uh yeah support your local bail funds um yes th- we're we're heading into it. we are in the middle of and gonna head in and support your local um your local mutual aid and rent protection funds because a lot of people are going to be evicted, which means you have a lot more law enforcement interacting with people in their homes, and that is not going to go well so um stay care th- uh you know for, join a <laughs> join an organization to help protect people out there if you can." Um, other than that, uh, I want to thank my guests um, and say good night to everyone. Um, any final? Uh, no, I'm not going to ask for final words because I'm going to go don't for a. Well, no,
2: I, I actually do <laughs> no. have a legit thing. No, 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 no. No, I, no. I, I, honestly do. I know this is a leftist podcast uh, and everything. Uh, in Austin, the other night, um, uh, there was a uh, a guy who was uh, protesting and uh, marching and everything, and was murdered. Uh, his name is uh, Garrett Foster, uh, and he they have a GoFundMe for it, uh, the official Garrett Foster Memorial Fund. Go ahead and just do a, a quick Google search for him, and you'll see his story. he uh, I think on Sunday night, unfortunately, was, he uh, was murdered by a motorist in Austin, uh, and uh, so there's they're, they're doing uh, fundraising uh, for him. So uh, if you want to give money to him, that'd be good. Excellent. Is the GoFundMe still active, or did they? I thought the, I heard they hit
0: their, uh, they hit their, uh, they hit the goal. Did they?
2: Um, I think they hit the goal, but I believe, I believe it's still active. Like, oh, I, I, okay. I could be wrong about that. Oh, good. Okay,
0: yeah. okay, well, if they're going to, okay, I'll link, put a link to it hey, in the show notes.
2: All right, and uh, with that,
0: uh, good night, everyone. Dark shame,
4: darling, dark shame. Thank you for all the joy and pain. Picture show, second balcony was the place we'd meet. Second seat, go Dutch treat. You were sweet, dark ashamed. Dark. Dark a shame.
0: We're out. There we go. Hell All yeah, right. Man. Well, another successful. Wow, what
3: a
2: ride. Yeah. It's fun to talk.
3: Yeah. Thanks for making me feel like an asshole, there, Pat. <laughs> Just be. Hey, shut All up,
2: right. Pat. Shut up. No, wait. No, there's a fundraiser that I'm actually taking oh, seriously. well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. But anyone listening to that episode is going to go, "Oh, he was totally justified." Telling no one's going to think anything.
0: It's fine. It's fine. Trying I'm to go. Man. How many people? Uh, how many God. people have have died in the uprising so far? You had somebody got ran- somebody got killed yeah, yeah. by uh, a. A, tr- a truck in Seattle. You had people getting shot in Seattle. You had, I think some stuff happened. You had, the cops had killed some people in Louisville. They've, somebody got shot in Austin. Uh I feel like a- St.
1: Louis got a little nutty, too. Wasn't there some... Did they?
0: i can't remember was that st louis but yeah i don't know it's gonna it's a thing where like yeah the uh they're just reigniting the the uprising and so this is gonna get really bad and keep going on and yeah
2: the thing that that that's kind of wild about all this is that i feel like the uh the news has sort of stopped talking about for whatever reason uh moving on to news stories kind of stopped talking about the different protests and the protests are like like in portland portland they've been doing it every single night that's fucking crazy right yeah DC the same thing, and yeah. it's like you just kind of don't uh, don't really they're just read not about reporting it. it. Yeah, yeah they're, and they they were they're still doing it in Austin, obviously, but it just doesn't get uh, get reported on. It's it's weird. It is it's not yeah. surprising, but it's 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 definitely weird.
1: Yeah, and you can easily yeah uh, get along and feel like. And be like, I don't know if there are, pro- you know, you could probably stop ten people in the streets, and at least half of them wouldn't be sure if protests were still going right. on. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean? yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 a very bizarre uh, sort of thing, but you know. Mostly,
1: but not here because
0: like here, like from where I live, you can hear you can hear the helicopters downtown. here. here yeah. yeah, here you can hear the helicopters downtown from, and I oh, live Christ, really a couple miles. Uh, I live a couple miles where you can still hear the, uh, the the choppers down, and I think on Saturday night. There was Saturday night or sometime like in the middle of last week, there was just this huge boom that went over uh, went over all the streams that i you could hear outside 'cause it it traveled
1: that far and uh um, yeah, and i i live um i live uh just about a block and a half from like the portland uh police bureau's sort of like union yeah. offices so i've oh, had geez. three i've had three protests big ones pretty big anyway uh you know like a hundred and fifty feet from my house and, yeah. Crazy, yeah. uh, People, yeah.
0: people set fire to the uh, to the to the cop union building Saturday before it last, and before that, there the uh, before and I think a week or two before that, the cops came out and were actually like tear
1: gassing everybody, but in a residential neighborhood, it was crazy. In my neighborhood, like you know, Shit. I had to. Run upstairs and close all our windows and all that shit. Like once we saw that that tear gas coming around, yeah. And so like people like
0: people were coming out of their houses just to like just like just to grab protesters to have you know to, just to shelter them inside so they wouldn't get snatched up. And um, it is um...
1: oh, I've got I've got actually kind of an interesting anecdote about that. I'm pretty sure I saw a Fed park on my street uh, and get all geared up and outside of his pickup, you, you know, uh, four door Ford Ranger, like in perfect. I'm like, this is a cop, Jeez. like. Like dude with short hair, but in civilian yeah, yeah. clothes, it was crazy. Yeah, they. Uh,
2: uh, the thing that, I, that I've read in the news is that they're planning on uh, sending more of this to like other cities, like Chicago and um, Albuquerque. I, I thought they were already doing it in Chicago. I don't believe so. I could be wrong about that. Well, conservatives do this thing with Chicago. I I have to imagine it's because you know Obama lived there for as long as he did. They do this thing where it's like, uh, well, Chicago is this horrible city, and we need to send in troops to blah. blah, blah. I, I think it's just a, a thing to be like, fuck you, Obama, in my opinion. Well, it's not. So, I think not anymore. I think it, now it's just a little means... bit.
3: I don't know. Chicago is also big enough that it's its own thing. Yeah, it's, it's not dependent on Obama. I don't think. No,
2: I know it's not. I mean, he hasn't been a senator there for many years, but I mean, like, well, obviously. But I mean, like, uh, I think honestly, the reason why so many of those guys talk about it is that it's like a. Uh, like a dog whistle thing. You know? Yeah, well, it's a
0: metonym. It's like uh, Chicago's a metonym for black people and Detroit. <gasps> Detroit and Chicago yeah, yeah, yeah. are metonyms for black Detroit, people. Detroit, yeah. yeah and thing, Seattle, right. and Fort, are metonyms for liberals. But anyway, yeah, on that yeah. note, uh, good night, y'all. Good talking. And uh, oh, Thanks
2: for having us, dude. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to go on fellas. Facebook in a few minutes to do our impression show. Oh, yeah. So sorry. You should watch that.
3: Gotcha. Yeah, I'm um, going to go get a, some water and shit. Good I'll luck.
2: Dude, I'm going to go to RBM. Are you kidding me? Like no, we no. have, we have some time. Good. This is totally, the <laughs> thing right. we're doing is free, and thirty people watch it. So who gives a fuck?
0: Yeah. There you go. Okay.
2: Uh thank you guys. Uh, I appreciate
3: it. Yep. Yeah. Peace, y'all. Take yeah. Care, thanks good thanks night. for having us. Keep fun. Good night. Take yep. care.
1: Have a good one.